0: Hi guys princess here and welcome to yet another episode of buy pumpkin um this week i got her yes that's right i got the mythical beast that is liz bitley
1: liz thank you for coming on (laughs) oh hi princess i'm so glad to be here
0: you podcasting queen like um during the quarantine i was gonna ask you how you've been doing but i kind of know because (laughs) i've listened to
1: about 50 podcasts from you in the last week. So yeah, for those that don't know or maybe are interested, I got furloughed from my job, although now there's been an update that I'm actually working 25 hours a month for my health insurance benefits. And this week, it kind of like spun me out because I was like, oh my God, like how on do I need to be? But it, it's been figured out. Um, So I am working oh, a little- Oh, you're going to keep your
0: health insurance? Yeah,
1: I have terrible health insurance, but it's better than nothing because- yeah. I mean, I have like a $6,500 deductible, deductible, but oh, wow. but if I got coronavirus, $6,500 is better than $100,000, right? Uh, yeah, my insurance company has been emailing me being like, if you have corona, we'll pay for it. Oh. <laughs> like,
0: that's, that's literally in the subject line. <laughs> it's like, we're going to cover it. We're, my I was insurance like, oh, cool. company's
1: he's like, don't ever call us. <laughs> like, we <laughs> never want to hear from you. <laughs> it's the same, but I mean, we can't, I can't get a test, so <laughs> it doesn't matter yeah, if right. I have it or not. Um, so I am working a tiny bit with my job, but I got furloughed and I got really nervous about not having anything to do every day. I was like really flipped out about being off my schedule, so I decided to start a second podcast that is only on Patreon. So if you're interested, you can go, you can just search Liz Bentley on Patreon and it's a, okay. It's a sister wives podcast is the premise. However, I'm letting people commission episodes much I literally stole the idea right from Princess. I was like you can Venmo me money like because you're right for whatever reason Patreon doesn't have one time like Absolutely I don't not. know it's why stupid. Patreon doesn't let you do one time like purchases. It makes no sense. So I stole Princess's idea. I even like set up I a tier peer- me that idea. Then you tell me to just let people Venmo me. Yeah, I think it just probably fixed me in the middle of the night, one night,
0: just and just said, "Let people Venmo you." Honestly, <laughs> it.
1: It it's so much easier. Like it's so much yeah. easier. So I'm just letting people directly send me money, and they can commission episodes. Either they can just pick an episode, or they can come on and like do an episode with me. And um, so I have done. I've commissioned a lot of episodes, and now I have a whole schedule. And I've done topics like Dance Moms, Gallery Girls, okay. uh. Some sister wives like Mckelty and Tony's wedding upcoming I have real world Las Vegas flipping Ooh. out I have um, MTV's fat camp I did a true life I'm an alcoholic and I'm gonna do true life I'm a compulsive shopper Who uh, is? John and Kate why Putty. did you not, why did you not list
0: in your true life loves true life I'm broke with the guy that had to go into the fucking army. Because oh his God, family was I so
1: about that. fucking poor. I remember, he had to walk like yeah. eighteen miles to go take the fucking as, test. As soon as you said him, I like pictured him walking down the street. I totally yes, forgot about that. I Google him all the fucking time <laughs> to see how he's doing. Because oh, we'll have to do that episode too. Oh if that's on. the one thing that sucks is like a lot of the stuff that I really want to do just isn't online because I'm like constantly being tested by God, and yeah. like people like. DM me and be like can you do this and I'm like no it's not online like I want to do it but I can't do it yeah it's really hard yeah so I'm doing that so if you're interested I'm really putting out like five podcasts a week if not more it's honestly it might be too much and I think a lot of people don't have time to listen to all them but my theory is is like I'll just put them out and people can download them and then when they want to listen they can listen yeah. Where are we going? I mean, I'm walking
0: all the time. My little I'm Apple walking watch a few hours shit.
1: a day. Like, yeah, I am so Apple much like, to listen like,
0: bitch, you are walking. <laughs> Look at you. My, we're so proud of you. Let me tell the other watches. I don't know what's happening because I'm a watch, but I like it. Like, it was stupid. I'm, I'm going to throw this shit away. But I'm walking all the time. I have to listen to something. Um, For those of us who don't want to be around our families, putting in a, a podcast is like, a good way to get away. Like, dude, I don't think it's too much.
1: Yeah. It's honestly like I've given myself just enough work that I'm annoyed by how much I'm doing, which is appropriate. Like, that's what I need. (laughs) I need, I need to feel like it's work, like mentally in my head, I need to feel like I have a job. And so luckily it's brought in some income. If I ever basically right now it's kind of floating me. And if I get health insurance or uh, unemployment, which I don't know. Like I'm supposed to file for my bi week claim tomorrow, but like, guess what? I haven't gotten a letter in the mail yet to file for my claim. It's a whole thing. And it's a whole mess. God only knows when I'll ever get unemployment. But between that and the podcast, I'm kind of made whole right now. So that's, it's been a very big blessing, if you will. And it's your mom and her husband and you quarantine mm-hmm. together. Yeah. And my and stepdad adult, got right? laid off too. Yeah. yeah. So, and my it mom's sucked. working from home and like having to work like 12 hours a day because working from home, uh, sucks it's the worst
0: it does but I've been working from like I always work from home and I had I've had so much fucking work to do this past and and people are like at home going I'm so bored and I'm like I wish I was fucking bored because I cannot stop and I have all these fucking kids and yeah
1: my oh, mom is just let- so much harder like it's so much harder to do from home first of all like why does everybody think that we have like industrial Xerox printers here? Like I can't print <laughs> out a hundred pages. Like, but I need to print oh, it out yeah. to do it. I fucking hate typing on my laptop. I hate typing on my laptop. And my boss will send me like eight pages to type. Oh and it's- is that why you were talking about the yeah how you want to bang on the keyboard? Yeah, I, like, I like a PC like desktop lap or keyboard where I can just like smash my fingers hard and feel it on the Mac <laughs> butterfly keyboard. The point is is that it's like like you like it's supposed to be silent basically and like you can't really feel yourself typing different. and I don't like it I don't like it one bit it's hard to type I have to like print everything out like today I had to print out I had to like go through and do something and my boss sent me back like what the way that he needed it to be done and so I had to print out like 30 pages but I didn't need to closely closely read it so I'm like printing out four pages on one page and then like holding it so close up to my face I'm like <laughs> what am I doing (laughs) and then also you're like i need to take notes on my wedding yeah (laughs) well that was hard because but my boss and i had a really good talk today. i have two bosses a like an older man and a younger woman and she and i had a really good talk today and i was like well like i started a second podcast and actually she was really she like let out a sigh of relief when i like told her it was doing well because she also told they're furloughing their pay too they're still working but they're not getting paid like it's not because they own nothing yeah and they basically like it's just all going to expenses like all the money that comes in we our biggest client is a doctor's office so they can't pay their bills because the doctor's offices aren't open and so so they can't pay us so my boss you know they don't have money coming in and um my boss I was like talking to her and I was like how available am I supposed to be and she's like oh well you're not on call and I was like good because I was starting to feel a little anxious about like You know, they email me and it's like, I want to get it done right away. But then it's like, how available am I supposed to be? Because I'm not getting paid to sit here all day. Right. You might have other things. Which you do. Yeah. And she was like, no, that's totally fine. Like, if that's the case, just email back and say, I can't do it till tonight. Or I can't do it like till whenever. And obviously I'm billing for my, like, I'm keeping track of my time. Um, Mm -hmm. But I was like, okay. So after today, I felt a lot better because I felt like we're all on the same page now. But it's just like, it's so strange. Oh, and I got into grad school today.
0: Yes, congratulations
1: I don't even you're know if I'm gonna about, go yet I don't even
0: know if you applied because you're
1: talking about it
0: and then you just stopped talking about it and I was like maybe she just decided it wasn't a good well,
1: idea well here's the thing if I didn't get in what was I gonna do like tell everyone I applied and then I would tell everyone I didn't get in and like you know I like kind of figured I'd get in but I still wasn't sure because like let's be real my college transcript isn't that great but yeah, I like got had my interview on Monday and it went like super well. And as soon as I got on, they were like, Your essay was so thoughtful and we had like such oh, a good you talk. Had an essay? Yeah, my personal statement or whatever. And um they were like, it was so good and thoughtful and we had like a really good talk. And so I was like, wow, I'm feeling really Uh-oh. good about it. And then today I guess they just wanted to wait on the interview and today I got the acceptance letter, and that's really great. I mean, I'm next week I have to like sit down and like actually look at money. <laughs>
0: Like, yeah 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 because this is all well and good but can you fucking afford it is the question
1: yeah here's my thing that I keep telling myself is that like I'm gonna be working till I'm 75 probably right like realistically I, love I don't love I, to work but realistically <laughs> like we're not I'm not retiring in my early 60s like that's not gonna be the world no because are you like 33 now I'm 30 I'm gonna be 32 next month okay so you're 32 I have and... like 40 years of work left Sure, 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 sure. So, like, I, I need a career.
0: Yeah, yeah, and you can't just be doing like not that you not that you don't do great work because
1: I mean you're you're like admin staff. Yeah, I could do that for rest of my life. It's just like I would maybe sure. kill myself. Yeah, because <laughs> oh, well.
0: I guess like for me, like I'm just keeping busy. I'm walking. My kids are pretty much on a schedule. That's right. Like, and um, I need to do physical things. Like I've been like. Catching up paint jobs around the house. I did like some quick concrete shit today. (laughs) Like I'm just doing shit, and also because I'm like, oh, I'm probably gonna lose this house, so I need to be able to get it ready to sell. Gotta get it ready for for my short sale. (laughs) And my parents. Yesterday, my mom called me, and she called me, and as she said hello, she was giggling. I was like, "What's up?" And she was like, "Oh, I was just telling." your dad, how stressed out you are. And I was like, and you were laughing about it. And then all of a sudden my dad in the background goes, is she still making money? Is <laughs> She broke. I was like, what the fuck are you two doing over there? And they are like, no, we were just laughing about something else. I was like, "Sally, you're fucking laughing about the idea of me losing my house and being homeless and also being sick. And she's like, you can live with me. And I was like, I would have to move back to Virginia and I, I wouldn't hate it, but I was like, what about all these foster kids? She's like, oh, no, not the extra kids. Just bring the ones you adopt." <laughs> but she's like, yeah, you can stay. And so, like, I, at least I've nailed that down. Good, good. Like, what I'm going to do in the fall when the bottom drops out of everything. Like, my husband works for dairy, so he's working fucking crazy hours. Yeah. He's good. He's going to be working. but me like people don't spend money on marketing yeah during a depression so yeah. so like I'm just thinking this fall winter or so is probably when I'll lose my house and so
1: <laughs> I know that's why I'm like am I gonna take out student loans before like yes. are you gonna take out student loans for right. right session like oh I don't know it's so but it's a lot
0: whatever you choose like I'm really excited you got in and Here you're gonna do can. a master's of social work yes that's so exciting.
1: Liz Bentley, your therapist.
0: I cannot wait until you're like a therapist or like somebody. And I'm like, somebody's... I can't come
1: on anybody's podcast.
0: Right. That you can't like... come on anybody's podcast. And then someone comes in and is like, I don't know if I can trust you because all that shit you talked about, Chelsea. And I'll choose to like, you're Chelsea.
1: right. Not for you.
0: You're... No, you're going to be like, do you have anxiety? Because we need to work on that instead of you just piling <laughs> your hair up to a rat's nest and eating <laughs> and staying in the house and online oh. shopping. I tell her the same fucking thing. (laughs) Yeah. They're going to find your, Oh my God. They're going to find your post from like
1: Reddit. Well, no, that thankfully isn't really under my name. Those are like, you have to really dig to find out what my Reddit, I mean, like you can find out, but you have to really dig. Um, I am going to like have to legally change my name probably. (laughs) (laughs) And you never posted
0: on. Oh no, you didn't. You, You said you don't really post there. No,
1: I do. I've been posting there since I was like 14. Oh, I thought you said you just like kind of like covered No, I don't but, post oh, on Lipstick Alley.
0: Oh, Lipstick Alley. That's right. But, oh, no, you didn't. They're going to
1: find that shit. They're yeah, going to find course. all kinds of stuff. Of course. They're going to find everything. It's going to be a nightmare. I'm going to have to change my name. No, no the one for good your thing graduation, is- is, we're all going
0: to have to buy you like an internet scrubbing. We're all going to have to like contribute yeah. to the you.
1: one good thing is that I'll probably professionally go by Elizabeth. Um, And I know that doesn't seem like a big difference but it is a big difference but it is if a huge you difference. google Elizabeth Bentley there was a Russian spy named Elizabeth Bentley <laughs> who takes up like the first five pages of Google okay like we
0: used to send me um invites to do podcasts I'd be like who the fuck is Elizabeth Bentley yeah, no, when it, Tom it was that, I was like exactly
1: I don't know who the fuck that is it does make a difference on SEO between Liz and Elizabeth like if you google yeah, Liz easy. Bentley I think more of this comes up Um, But if you Google Elizabeth, like, I don't have Elizabeth Bentley attached to, like, anything on the internet. So I'll probably just always professionally go by Elizabeth.
0: Also, have you thought of changing your last name?
1: Yeah, I'll probably just have to change it to, like, my middle name or something. What's your middle name? It's Ruth or something, isn't it? Exactly. It's Ruth. Is it Ruth? (laughs) I was like, it's a very Jewish name. (laughs) I mean, Elizabeth Ruth would be a fine full name. Elizabeth Ruth. Yeah, okay. Ruth wouldn't be, like, a crazy last name.
0: No, it wouldn't be a crazy last name. Also, you could just like get a new last name. Like, just. Yeah. I don't know. I think your parents would think that was weird, though. If you're just like, oh, if you see any mail addressed to Elizabeth Jones, it's me. They'd be like, what? I'd
1: probably just change it to my mom's maiden name.
0: Okay. That'd be cool, too. All right. So now don't tell us what it is, though, so we can't find you.
1: Notice how then I went silent. (laughs) Change my (laughs) number, change my last name. No, but it is crazy how SEO works that, like, Elizabeth and Liz creates such different results. Yeah.
0: I mean, I guess, like, Princess is my first name. Only people who are not in my family like, know, call me by this name. And so, like, I just remember when, like, bill collectors back when I was, like, Mm -hmm. broke and full of debt, I I would they would call and they'd be like, Princess? I'd be like, no Princess here, click. Because nobody (laughs) calling this When you were
1: a kid, Cause your mom used to call you by your middle name, right? You said Mm -hmm. once on a podcast. So when you were a kid, when you introduced yourself, was it like, when you went to school, did you go by princess or your middle name?
0: I, when I when I first started school, maybe the first three years of school, I would try to tell people what my middle name was, even the teachers Mm -hmm. and I'd ask them to call me by my middle name. And they would be like, that's so cute princess anyway like fuck you bitch you can't walk in here with that name and
1: ask me to call you something else I actually do the same thing though like I when people call me Elizabeth I can it's like I know that they don't know me because I would never introduce myself as Elizabeth and it's funny at my yoga studio I noticed that some people started calling me Elizabeth and it's because I think they looked at my check they didn't want to ask my name because I think they like I we had been like talking for a while and you know what gets that point where it's like awkward to ask someone's name when you've been like talking and but I didn't know their name either and I think like a couple of them looked at my like check-in screen. Um, So they were like calling me Elizabeth, which was kind of funny. Uh, But in general, and yeah, in general, like if anybody calls me Elizabeth, I know that it's somebody that like, I haven't like personally introduced myself to.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's to the point where like my middle name is
0: not super usual. And, and now that I live like far from my family, no one like, no one says that name to me. And so like I was in a store once, and someone said the name really loud, and I just whirled around, like, like "Oh my god!" They caught me. <laughs> yeah, they caught me. What? And they were literally talking to someone else, and I was like, oh, "My heart was beating so fast." They yelled it really hard. I was like, "Oh my god, it's an emergency." <laughs> anyway, listen, guys, we did not call. We did not do this podcast to talk about middle names. Um, what we're supposed to be talking about. Is the last episode of this season of Buy Pumpkin on, you know, Breaking Bonaduce. We're, we're done with it.
1: Woohoo. Are you going to do like one catch up episode from season two? I think you should.
0: Maybe. And I'm thinking about doing a bonus episode on Gretchen's book. Yeah. But I read the, like, the first five pages and I was like, she needs an
1: editor. Oh, like, that's the worst. That's
0: not great. But I, I want to mind the stories mm-hmm. because she has lots of great stories. Yeah. And, I'm gonna do a poll because next season I want to know whether you guys want me to do the Kane, the first season of Making the Band two uh-huh. two, which is Danny Kane's first season, yes, or I can do a John and Kate plus eight the last season yes. where which, which is only like <laughs> six episodes, yes, or or I can do Bad Girls Club the season where Tanisha's like y'all ain't gonna get no sleep in here.
1: I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's season two
0: okay so and it's also the worst season because some because they put like they rub utensils on their private parts and then put them back in there and let people eat and drink from
1: god yeah oh. we used
0: to watch that stuff girl so, oh, so one of those three and i'm gonna pull a poll up on the instagram to figure we out yet and... making
1: the band online um, you can buy it. Okay, that's fine. I think as long as it's buyable, that's fine. Um as as Yeah, I think it is making the band too, because making the band, which originally played on ABC featuring O Town. O Town, yes. Here's a fun fact. I saw Christina Aguilera on the come on over tour, aka her first album tour, where she had two openers. One was Destiny's Child, which is the main reason we went because me and my mom stand Destiny's Child. And, um, I remember I was at my beach house and she called, cause my mom didn't really come to the house in the summer because my dad's of the family and she hated them. And she like called me and she's like, I just heard on Q102, which was like our pop radio that Destiny's Child and Christina Aguilera are coming on tour. Should we go? Like, I remember being so excited. Um, but the other opener for them was a band that I had never heard of. And it was O-Town because the show hadn't come out yet. <laughs>
0: And were they doing Liquid Dreams at all? Or were they I doing I think the they stuff were. The
1: I remember we were in the lawn, but my dad had these really incredible, very expensive binoculars that he would use for fishing. <laughs> so we would like, we used to go, because we used to go to concerts a lot and we'd sit on the lawn and bring these binoculars. And I remember like me and my friend, because my friend Paige came, we were like looking we we're like, that guy is so hot, Ashley Angel.
0: <laughs> oh, and you know, he had another reality TV show.
1: Yeah. I do vaguely remember that, but yeah, so that was making the band too, or- When it went to MTV with P Diddy, but I think that was was that not season two with Danity Season two was The Band. Okay, I couldn't (laughs) remember if The Band came first, but I feel like The Band came first because wasn't the Walking for Cheesecake episode The Band, and wasn't that season one? Yes, so that was so they don't for some reason. This is the way
0: I understand it is that the making the band that was on ABC they don't call it making the band. Maybe they do call it making the no, they call it making the band. The one with ABC, they call it Making the Band. Yes. Then it came to MTV, and they call it Making the Band, like, with P. Diddy or something like that. They don't, like, they don't consider that ABC one their first season. The Band is the first season. Danny Kane's second season. Yeah, By the yeah, third okay. season, or maybe in the fourth season, they're bringing in um, Day 26 or whatever the yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're on the same page. So, yes, I would, I personally would vote for John and Kate Plus 8. But, you know. Of we'll course see. you would. We'll and see. you know why. I... I feel
0: like John
1: and Kate are still in the news. Yeah, they're. Oh my god, I just saw like they're having big drama this week.
0: Yeah, they're having big drama this week. Um, and Kate's been investigated by the labor department. Yeah,
1: <laughs> they don't <have> work permits. <laughs> I wonder, is Kate just think
0: she's above the rules? Yeah, she seems to be breaking like a ton of rules. She doesn't yeah. even show up to court for
1: calling. Like, I think she, she does. just
0: like fuck it. I'm, I think I'm just above it.
1: Yeah, I think she does. I think that's correct.
0: Well, what she needs to know is that you can only be in front of a judge so many times with a, well, I didn't think I had to bullshit before they start really giving it to you. So this is not going to work out in your favor. And you still have a few more years before those kids are
1: 18. So yeah, I vote for that. But I also think Danity Kane would be really, really good. I don't know if Bad Girls would be... I mean, I understand like bad girls is it's culturally important is how it relates to this podcast, but aren't those like 22 episodes? Like how many episodes is that? That's I don't I just saw, I feel like bad I feel girls like... would make a better, like one or two episodes as opposed to a whole season. I don't know if bad girls can carry a story for a whole season to recap.
0: I think season two was shorter. Okay. And I also think if it's more than 10 episodes, I do two episodes of uh, an episode because
1: I think that's keep... right. Also, keep in mind, not, not that a lot much happens. Yeah. Also, yeah. Bad Girls is kind of that type of show where it's like a lot of flashbacks. Like what happened last week. So to many site. flashbacks.
0: <laughs> and that's when I beat that bitch's ass. And yeah. then you hear, and then there's some sound effects.
1: Yeah. And that, a flashback. So my thing is, Bad Girls is a much better clip show than it is a show to watch and recap. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I love, love figure it out. I love a clip of bad girls. Like that's, but that's all you need. Like a three-minute clip of someone's like mom yelling the phone, "Be her ass, be her ass!" Like <laughs> as the girl runs off to beat her ass. Like I don't, I I don't need more than that.
0: I also really like that season with blue
1: on it. Do you remember? not Talking about.
0: Oh, it's a, it's a later season, but I really, I definitely the season didn't watch
1: blue. the later seasons.
0: I know. I we just got to a point where it was just too
1: much. It was too so, much.
0: The only thing I care about is that I, I wanna get back to some lulls because I definitely laughed
1: at breaking Bonaducci, but there's a it's, lot of parts I was like It's not a funny This show. is
0: it's like somebody should call CPS. So you should probably <laughs> do
1: Danity Kane before John and Kate then. I think I think Danity mm. Kane is funny. Well,
0: I think John and Kate is funny as well. I think it's funny because I know no one got hurt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, Yeah, that's true. In the like Kate's still doing her thing. Hannah and Colin live with John. Like it's it's all shit's and giggles. It's not
1: It's like, not massive drug addiction dark. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's yeah, fair. yeah. Okay.
0: So, we'll see, we'll see. And then I'm going to do like some bonus episodes in between. I got like a I got some sponsored episodes I need to do. I'm also like a terrible business person because people will like DM me and be like I want to sponsor an episode and I'll be like don't waste your money on that I'll just do it
1: (laughs) somebody was like sent me enough money and I was like okay well I'm gonna do it. and she's like oh well can I do it with you I'm like oh yeah, don't worry about paying the rest. And she was like, I'll send the rest. And I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> like- I'm fucking
0: terrible. That Tiger King episode, I was watching Tiger King and someone DM'd me and said, this is a little out of your thing, but can you do Tiger King? And I was like, I'm watching it right now. It's fine. And then I was like, <laughs> and then I was, then I was sitting back and was like, hey, listen, um, don't worry about paying for that. I just I did it. You know, I'm trying we, to get back. We
1: need to know our worth. <laughs>
0: looking terrible no. but i have some bonus episodes and then people are sending me questions for princess fix my life which i've told them i'm completely unqualified for but um that's what makes I have it to fun an yeah and also you know what makes it fun because i stole it directly from Jaden xd yes. is, is that the people can't hear me they don't know yeah. i'm saying this stuff.
1: <laughs> i will say though i wish i would like for princess fix my life for you to tap into more of like um Like a Dear Prudence or an Ask the Manager, those type of because I want them to get a little more real. I think for six brown girls, they're just too as somebody that spends a lot of time reading like Reddit Am I the Asshole and like relationships and I'm very good at sussing out the fake posts. I think too many of them are fake. And I want you to get to some like real juicy like not the thing is it's like the better you can tell they're real when they're, like, not so juicy because most people's right. lives aren't that juicy. And you can also tell they're real when there's, like, not enough detail to fully understand what's happening because people who are really telling what's going on, like, just don't add creative flair.
0: You know what I mean? they're, they're not, not
1: creative they're
0: not writers. Like and also, like, if some of this shit was real, you would have saw it on the news.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I would <laughs> love to see you, like, find some more, like, re- like coming from, like, har- more, more serious you know what I'm saying? like Just from like source from some other resources as well, where I think it yeah. could be more real.
0: I'll think about it. I, I do want to do, I do want to do to like make the, because they're going to be on the main feed because I'm going to take some time off between um, breaking bond and duty and the next thing. Yeah, because, because
1: those I are th- so much easier to do because you don't have to take notes for them.
0: Absolutely. You don't have to take notes. I just say whatever I want yeah, to. So was like, you should get your mom on here. And I was like, listen, my mom's really fucking funny and she is iconic and she is crazy and all of those things. Like, I said the word sex worker to her yesterday. She goes, what the fuck is that? And I was like, just what I said. And she goes, oh, you mean a prostitute, don't you? And I go, yeah, but a sex worker. I said, you know, sex worker is not just having sex for money. And I named some other things. She goes, so anyway, the prostitute (laughs) you're talking about. And I just think, I would as soon as I hit record, she would say like a racial slur that she made up that I'd never heard her say before in my entire fucking life. Like She'd probably say something like "boondoggle." I'm like, "What does that mean?" She's like, "Well, that's a name for a Native American person that's drunk." And I'm like, "Why the fuck would you say something? I've never heard you say anything like that." And she's like, well, "I just made it up." And I'm like, "No, you're not getting me fucking canceled." So I'm like, "Do you have other content that won't get me canceled with my mom showing out on fucking the internet?"
1: So, love that. Would love that. That would have to be Patreon only.
0: <laughs> it would absolutely have to be Patreon only. All right. So those are the things that are coming up. You guys make sure with all that nonsense we just talked about, just make sure you subscribe to Liz Bentley's um, Patreon. Search Liz Bentley. Um, is it called Adlefork or Liz?
1: Uh, yeah out of work Liz is what I'm calling it or Liz is out of work honestly I don't even know what I'm calling it because I like (laughs) recorded the intro for it like a week ago and I've already blacked that out so I'm always like what is this podcast called but it's just Liz Bentley on Patreon or you can listen to feathers in my hair for free I'm still releasing free content every week but the thing is is that we're not going to get out of work liz forever oh yeah, yeah yeah so once i have a job like, i'm not doing like when i have a job doing one podcast a week i'm like i should quit this like this is too hard for me <laughs> like, yeah
0: doing one podcast a week is already hard and imagine you trying to keep all this up with your schedule no, and then like
1: no no no
0: it's just too much so I, guys i literally
1: don't have time i go to work and yoga and see friends and i like don't have time to do more than one podcast and week. watch tiktok yeah. And every time I turn on YouTube, I'm like, Liz is probably watching something on YouTube right now. Something yeah, I don't exactly. Watch. Like something that I don't even like. <laughs> and I'm like, why am so, I watching this? My point here is Liz's Patreon is like the McRib. It's only here for a little bit of time. That's okay. Very. Until this, the pandemic is over and my job is like, come back and twerk. And then I'll be like, yeah. bye. Like, see you later. Yeah. So I know that we all think
0: the pandemic, like we're all going to be stuck in our houses till December, but I can totally see Liz going back to work in like late June, maybe early July, and then being like, well, thanks!
1: Yeah, (laughs) that's what it is. It's called Out of Work Liz, because I'm only doing it when I don't have a job.
0: Yeah, so you guys get on that right fucking now. Um, So let's talk about the episode we watched. It's called Danny's from Venus. It's um, season one, episode 11 of Breaking Bonaduce.
1: Um, I First so of they all, give us a can I just say eleven me. episodes is a very weird episode order for a show. I think so too. I think it's eight, ten, or twelve. 11, 13 sometimes. You never see eleven episodes of anything.
0: I don't know how this happened. I also but keep in mind they thought they were making a completely different show. Yeah. I remember that.
1: Maybe they got when an they, extra
0: episode. That's probably what happened. And this episode really feels like they really pushed a bunch of things together so they could make a wrap up episode. Not sure. I think there's
1: no cohesive plot to this episode.
0: Right. I think they knew that they were going to have an episode, they were going to have a season two and they knew they had to give, they had to go out on something that gave us like, you do want to come back and watch this. Like, like, they couldn't end it
1: on the episode where he's like, I'm moving out.
0: No, but also keep in mind that like, sometimes producers don't know what we want to watch. And they'll huh. be, and if they had ended it with like Danny skateboarding down the street with his shirt off, I would have been like, "When is season two coming?" <laughs> because <laughs> like I, 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 can't I wait wanted for a single
1: Danny. <laughs> like-
0: <laughs> yeah, they they thought I wanted a happy ending, and that's not at all what I'm ever really looking for.
1: <laughs> okay, first of all, I so I watched this when it was on air, as we've discussed. I remember my mm-hmm. ex boyfriend and I at the time really liking this, and we would after this listen to danny Bonaducci was on the radio in philadelphia i don't yes. know if he was just on the radio in philadelphia or if that show that he's on on this sh- is syndicated nationwide i don't know exactly but the, danny Bonaducci was on our airwaves so we listened we watched the show we listened to his radio show i feel like i was intimately familiar with danny Bonaducci. not that i watched a partridge family reruns that much but i was fucking obsessed with vh1's i love the 80s obsessed yes. And, and I he was in the always 70s on- and he was always a talking head on those things. So at the time I was he like, did, yeah. Cause they could, they're like, go yeah. get Danny. <laughs> they're like, we will give you $3,000 for an afternoon of work. And he's like, yeah. sign me up. Talk so, about this. Talk about the challenger. Talk about- <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, like when this came on, I was like already all in on Danny Bonaduce stuff. And you forget like how claustrophobic these, I think you've said this, but like, I feel like I'm like the walls are closing in on me as I'm watching this episode. Like it's so tightly shot in a way that I can't fully explain. Like you are always in like a close up shot on them. and yeah. like the camera is always like on top of them in a way that's so uncomfortable to watch.
0: yeah. And also, since he talks, I mean, he's basically me and you. like everything he says he absolutely fucking believes it right now. Oh, so, so Danny. <laughs> It's There's correct. no arguing with him because he's right and he knows it. <laughs> and, and so, like, he's very aggressive to me. Like, I can't imagine being in a room with him. <sighs> Even when he's being his charming self, he's still too much for me. and <laughs> Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's he's, too- also, the, the therapist looks exactly like Dr. Paul Nassif. Like, they could be identical twins.
0: Okay, they do look alike, but they look like they could be brothers because... And you know it's the shape thing because um, Doctor Paul Nassif is like much like a Danny Bonaduce. He's very intent on,
1: yeah, like, yeah. He's kind of sure. I also haven't like I, looked I do at Doctor Paul in a long time because I don't watch botch, so I haven't really like laid eyes on him except in like an occasional picture here and there. But as soon as I came on the, as soon as he came on, I was like, holy shit! It's like Doctor Nassif.
0: Yeah, um, Doctor Gary, I. I go back and forth on whether Dr. Gary is a good therapist.
1: Okay, you know what's <laughs> weird? I feel like he's a good therapist for Danny and challenging Danny and not a good therapist for Gretchen and challenging Gretchen.
0: Mm. Because she's the victim and all this stuff, but like I said, she's a Denise Richards in that there's a reason she's married to Danny Bonaduce. There, yeah. There's a reason that's who she ended up with.
1: Well, and I think he also like, I think he doesn't quite know what to say to Gretchen. Like, I think he kind of knows that Gretchen is like I don't I don't know how to describe it but I could tell that he what I think he could not get a full grasp on like what exactly Gretchen wanted where I think Danny is actually a lot easier to read and understand and the bullshit Mm -hmm. that Danny spews is like very easy to pick up on like when Danny's talking he's bullshitting and that's easy to get and I think with Gretchen like she's harder to read because it's harder to tell like what she actually wants and what she actually believes and like what her motives are and what she's gonna do and i think that makes her harder to be a therapist too hold on
0: one second okay something is playing
1: hold on yeah
0: alexa I don't know why but like a youtube or i watch started playing on my phone
1: <laughs> i don't fucking
0: why okay but go on what were you saying
1: i just think gretchen might be harder to have as a patient because she like is at least for me is very confusing as a person and like very yeah. hard to like grasp what she wants and what she wants out of life and she wants from danny and what she's like trying to get out of this where on the other hand like danny is i mean he's easy yeah, I also think, like,
0: like she has underlying problems that she's not really talking about. Um, like, they got married after eight hours because he was drunk and high. She was not. She just yeah. did it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so, like, they, we need to talk about that. We need to talk about all the stuff that you're involved in. Like, Danny's excuse is always, I was high. Like, yeah. I really like that show, Elementary. It's one of my favorite shows. And the guy is a recovering addict, a co- recovering heroin addict. And sometimes things will come up from his past, like a case or something from his past. And they'll be like, well, oh, why'd you do that? And he'll just be like, I was high. It was a drug addict. What are you asking me at? It's like, this is a dumb question. It was heroin. And I think that, that Danny's like that, too. That he'll just be like, oh, no, I'm sh- super drunk. And you'll be like, well, Gretchen, why then did you get in the suitcase and fly to Florence? And she'll be like, well, you know, I just seem like something to do. And I think we need to explore that more. And I also, I've said this throughout the, um, the season of Bye Pumpkin, is that I think that when she's alone with Dana, she says very different things than she does in therapy. And there's a lot of reasons for that. But her being vulnerable in therapy, she can't just do it there and then leave the door with him and be like, oh, I didn't really mean that or whatever it is she's fucking yeah. saying because he is super confused about what's going on.
1: Ooh, they are like, first of all, I want to talk about Gretchen's sunglasses that she just wears this entire episode. <laughs> like, <laughs> inside, like she's always wearing sunglasses at the end when she's wearing that church hat. Like, <laughs> like, I was like, what does she wear that church hat for? In my head, I remember Gretchen's a lot more normal. And like Gretchen is a weird kitty cat. Like she's we like she's like, I don't know. She's just, you're like, are you sure she's not high too? Because just how she operates is very bizarre.
0: Everything she wears is a costume. Yes. Um, her hair, I thought you were gonna talk about her hair. Her hair is I I think it takes days to get her hair to look like that. I think I think it's like a five-step process to yeah, get her
1: probably. hair like, that ugly <laughs> it is fucking ugly she probably has to dye it like every other week to keep it that color
0: yeah there's one scene where they're like crying or something in front of a black bathtub and, and the top of her hair is like violet red the middle of her hair is like orangish like yeah <laughs> the bottom hard the to world. maintain i know but i'm like why would you do that then
1: so you guys can both be redheads that's weird you don't think that's a little weird yeah i like everything she just like in this episode especially when she's like okay first of all the discussion of gender roles in this episode is like so dated (laughs) It's super dated, and it doesn't...
0: So when Danny's talking about, like, he's like, I don't need any friends. I just need my wife. She's my everything. I just want to be around her, and blah, 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 blah. Well, one, that's not true, because you cheated on her. Two... Yeah, (laughs) But he's also like, I don't go out with the guys, and it's like, yes, you do. Yeah, where are you getting the... i I maybe don't call it going off the guys but you do leave and get steroids right like when he goes on
1: those like five day coke binges and like we see him on the show with his friends like what is he talking about when he does that that's gretchen's fault oh right right excuse me
0: even even with him saying like the way he feels about gretchen and he says "Well, the roles are reversed even if a woman were saying that to me i would be like that is crazy Yes. What do you mean? You only need one person. All your all your love and attention and self worth come from being around one person. That's weird.
1: And Gretchen's like, I just don't need attention. Like he's such a girl, and I'm like, that's also bullshit. That is bullshit. Because if she didn't, didn't need, if she didn't need attention. Why would she be with Danny, who's like so fucking obsessed with everything?
0: Yeah, he he's very obsessive. He takes everything to the to the eleventh degree. He's just like.
1: Let's go. And also, she married him on her first on their first date because he was a celebrity. Like obviously, she wanted attention and liked the attention. You think she would have married Joe Schmo on their first date? No. She she actually says a psychic
0: told her that he was in town and that they met in Phoenix. Apparently, that he was in town and that they should go out. And then and she was like, "Oh, I didn't see him over there or whatever, wherever they were." And the psychic went and looked for him and was like, "Hey." Because he was on the radio then too. I guess he's been on the radio a long time. Um, and he goes, and he, she goes, I I got someone for you. I met you. I I met someone that you need to meet. And that's how they met. That It really was a blind date from a psychic.
1: Yeah, but she wouldn't and have it married like, him if he no was just a random guy.
0: No, she wouldn't have. And she wouldn't have stayed. And keeping at this point, they've been married 15, 17 years, something like that. And Isabella is nine. They were together that long before Isabel was born? Yeah. that's Or maybe they were 13 years, but that makes a little more sense. They were together like four years or that's so. That's a long time to be married without a
1: kid and in
0: a dysfunctional relationship like that. Absolutely. Because I bet you they were like, we're going to have a kid. They probably were in like this terrible place in their relationship. They're like, we're going to have a kid. It's going to fix everything. Yeah. And that is the biggest lie anyone tells anyone. Um, I... Mostly, this episode is about them. It's two. It's two shows in one. Yeah. The B roll we get with Gretchen with um, Danny and the kids, that is like the show he thought he was making.
1: Yeah, um, where like the Osborne style show where they're like shocking him and he's like ah, like yeah, that, that's the Osbournes.
0: And, and he gives it to a four year old and he runs off. Yeah. And like that's what they thought they were making. Meanwhile, they're interspersing that with Gretchen putting a, a CD in, I forgot CD players even existed. And I also forgot they were this elaborate where things slid up and then you slid a disc in there and then you pushed a button and it slid down. It was like the DeLorean. Like the way, it was just
1: all these parts. I didn't realize the show premiered in 2005. So I guess I didn't watch this with my ex-boyfriend. Maybe I watched it on reruns, but I do remember watching it. But yeah, they were, they thought they were making the Osbournes. If this was in 2005, Like, this is, like, really pre-most reality TV. Yeah. And it was supposed to be, Danny's a wild card. Yeah. And
0: Gretchen, how does she deal with him? She's a naggy wife. Yeah. Danny wants a a new car, but Gretchen wants a new minivan. That fucking minivan (laughs) that she rides around in all... I mean, I really want a minivan. But that minivan they ride around in all the time. I'm just like, Gretchen's always going somewhere... Where the fuck is Gretchen going all day long in this fucking minivan?
1: Yeah, I don't know. She's always running errands. Oh, also, did you notice (laughs) in this scene where they were making the mirror that Dante was walking around with his pants around his ankles? So it's definitely a case of him just refusing to wear pants. Yeah, he just, he, (laughs) he literally was just walking his pants were around his ankles. And you
0: know what? I hate when my kids, anytime my kids show up anywhere, they just take off their socks and shoes. I'm like, who taught you to do that? Why don't you just take off your socks and shoes everywhere? And that gets on my nerves. I can't imagine being Dante's mother and just like turning around in the minivan and he's in his car seat with no pants on. I <laughs> just like, why, Dante? Put your fucking pants on. People are going to think I don't dress you well he's 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 a bit of a wild coward too i saw him some pictures of him when he's older because danny apparently goes to record shops and just signs things
1: in 2020
0: (laughs) uh yeah around 2020 2018 and danny looked completely different interesting and and dante was being the lookout for him dante looks nothing like he did when he was a kid
1: Oh, my God. 2005 was a really long time ago. So he's like a, an adult.
0: Yeah, he's an adult. Um, Isabella looks exactly the same. I really, like I said, I really want to understand. I really want to someone to tell me she's getting married, apparently. Um, yeah, I mean. She either got married last year or she's getting married this year. Because Gretchen was talking about her book. Mm-hmm. And how it did cause, I mean, it's a. It's called How I Survive Agent Orange. It's all about Danny. <laughs> that's
1: an iconic name. That's a yeah. good title. Whoever came up with that, that's really good. <laughs> and like, she can't say it's like, it's just a memoir
0: where you're in it. No, it's about Danny. It's as, so- it sh- as it should be. Like, what, why else would we be reading it? What so- else is there to talk about? You know, there's nothing to talk about. So, like you, you moving to Phoenix, then moving back to Cal- like Michigan. We don't know. We don't care about that. So, um. But she was talking about how it did. She gave an interview where she talked about how it did cause a little bit of tension. He's remarried. She's not. And Isabella yeah, was getting married. married. He's married to some child.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: That's true. He's married to a goddamn child, and I bet you she writes him poems. And oh. follows him around, and like they just kiss on each other all the time. But and you I'm know happy what?
1: About I bet he treats her exactly the same way he treated Gretchen.
0: Exactly. All
1: of that shit. Because he thinks he wants that. Yeah. It's he because he thinks he wants. He has that. no idea what he actually wants because he's so sick.
0: Yeah. My husband, like, like my therapist just basically said to me one day, she was like, oh, so you don't really want a partner. You just want someone who thinks just like you and does exactly what you want them to do and doesn't have any feelings. I was like, yes. And she was like, (laughs) she was like, uh, if you got that, you would not respect them. She's like, I can tell you right now that the moment the moment you speak to someone and they just immediately agree with you all the time, you would hate them immediately. Or maybe like a couple of weeks, you'd be like, this is so great. I'm getting my way. This person agrees with everything I'm saying, but after a while, you're going to be like, you're not going to respect them. And I bet you, just like you said, I bet he treats her exactly how he treats Gretchen. He didn't respect Gretchen in any way. And I bet he doesn't respect, he doesn't seem like he respects women that
1: much. Okay. Here's the thing. I just looked her up. Um, It says they got married in 2010 um, she looks kind of just like a heavier Gretchen, actually. Like not, she's not heavy, but like just like. I think she looks
0: like his daughter.
1: Like a little chubbier Gretchen, I would say. And when they got married in 2010, she was 28. Um, and how old I mean, in his 40s, right? Is he no? No, in 2010 he was oh maybe in 50 in 2010. By the way, oh. also when you Google uh, Danny Bonaducci, the first one of the first articles that comes up is from the New York Times, and it's called "An Excruciating Excess of Reality." <laughs> <I got this laughs> so you should call this oh, podcast.
0: He was married to someone named Setsuko Hatori in from 1985
1: to 1988. Yeah, apparently, oh. but now he's with Amy Reiselbeck, who is a manager. Yeah, no, I'm sure he does all of the- They do all the things that he says that he wanted from Gretchen, and he still fucking hates her. Because Danny hates all- Danny hates himself so fucking much, and he will never be happy.
0: No. I just- I don't know. I- I, Okay, so you and I are both people who are very mm, self-aware. Like, I know- if you needed me to list out all my fucking faults, I'd be like, give me a piece of paper because I know what's wrong with me. And I am constantly examining my, my thoughts and my actions. I'm constantly doing those types of things. And so even though I'm not a, a wonderful person, I, I don't even think I'm a good person, by the way, but I, I know I can call myself on my own bullshit. And Danny pretends like he calls himself on his own bullshit, but he does not in any way because he could... Cause if he did, he would see that what he expects Gretchen to be is basically this fuck doll that just like has no feelings, yeah, ha- has no emotions, and you just show up and like throw your dick at her and she catches it real quick and just does whatever you want. Yes. And that's not, like not a person. She can't have two kids and she I I guess she's doing a lot of her, a lot of his like I bet she gets all his photos and signs them for the convention. I bet she like schedules things for him. Like, she does a lot of work. And just imagine him being like, How dare you be on that Blackberry or whatever the fuck she was on at the time and not be over here satisfying me? And she's like, I, Dante's pants are on the floor. I still have, we have five dogs for some fucking reason. Like, I mean, I have stuff to do. And he's just like, I can't believe you're not paying attention to me. Even while, even though she's doing stuff, this is for you. You do benefit from her doing all these things. So, I yeah. don't know maybe he's an assistant instead
1: No that's absolutely right And like I guess it was because I watched the episode Before this too Um, And he was saying how He wanted to have sex three times a day And the thing is it's like even if he had Sex three times a day he wouldn't be satisfied Because one he's a sex addict And two he's like just mm-hmm. doing it to like Satisfy some urge That like cannot be satisfied And even if it's like the greatest most foreplay filled sex with lots of cuddling afterwards. Like it wouldn't feel good because he's trying to fill a void with everything. And he can't fill the void because the void is unfillable. Uh, In the, in the rooms we would call it a God sized hole, if you will. Yeah. And we do everything we can to fill our God sized hole. Right. And God can be whatever you, for me, it's like a Lucy goosey, higher power spirit of the universe type of thing. And I mean, Look, not everybody has to leave. There are lots of ways to get sober. But I see this in Danny, that he has this God-sized hole that he's trying to fill with every single thing in his life, and none of it works. And that's the sex. And, like, wanting to have sex three times a day is trying to fill that God-sized hole. And it's not going to work because, like, nothing will fix that except some sort of absolute total recovery from his addictions. And he doesn't seem interested in that. So... No. so
0: there's I i don't know if it was last episode or episode before and she and he's like you know i don't go out with the guys i don't do this and she's like oh you got other problems and he's and she he's like like drinking she's like drinking drugs he goes i don't drink or do drugs he's like two weeks out of rehab and he's like i would because he isn't doing it right now thing. he's like i don't drink or do
1: drugs what do you mean i don't do that anymore
0: but you're two weeks out of rehab it's very Why much janelle at-
1: evans like that's in the past dude And it's like, the past, this was two weeks ago. This is the present. We've been dealing with this for 20 years. Like, what do you mean the past?
0: two weeks sober
1: is nothing. Nothing. It really is nothing in the grand scheme of things. Also, like, what does it matter if you're sober if all of your behavior is exactly the same? Who gives a fuck? Like, I don't give a fuck if you're not doing drugs and alcohol if you're still a total lunatic and nightmare.
0: Yeah. And...
1: (sighs) I don't know. He feels like...
0: like I saw his mom. His mom's on one episode of The Rehab, and it seems like his mom... I don't think he's very close to his mom, and I think that has a lot to do with why he is so like intent on this romantic
1: love. Ooh, like, he, he wants Gretchen to be his mommy love. and his lover, and that's disgusting. Yeah.
0: He's looking for a ma- this love, this hardcore, undeniable love that the way he describes it is almost like a mother's love.
1: Yeah. You know how you said in your bonus episode that your kids like to be kind of like rocked like babies?
0: Like every single fucking one of them. <laughs>
1: it makes total sense because they like Trauma attachment I- issues, like want to feel attached and secure. And what's more secure than somebody literally holding your entire body and like calmly yeah. rocking you? It's why you do it to babies. Totally yep. makes sense. I feel like Danny wants Gretchen to like rock him like a baby but then suck his dick (laughs) and that's so disgusting he is looking for like a really weird type of love that she can nobody can possibly give him and that's what I mean by like this god-sized hole it's like it's an unfillable void and he that's why I'm saying like it doesn't matter if he's not I mean yeah it's good he's not drinking and doing drugs because with drinking and doing drugs probably comes violence and possible death mm-hmm. and scary driving and a million things, right? So like I don't mean to discount, like obviously not drinking and doing drugs is very good. Like don't drink and do drugs when you're an alcoholic and a drug addict. But if you're still doing your steroids, you're still working out eight hours a day, you still want to have sex three times a week, you still have uncontrollable rage, all of the rest of that, it's like because you're still trying to fill that void. And until you can figure out a way to do that, like all of that other stuff is just gonna fuck your life up just as much.
0: Yeah. And I also, I want to talk about this Father's
1: Day gift. <laughs> okay. I, I want to talk about it. I feel for Gretchen. Um, you know, it's so funny that this is a world pre like uh love languages and knowing what yeah. those were. Isn't that funny? Like when they're well, saying they read men are from Mars, women are from Venus and switch the roles in 2020, the advice would be like, you guys need to read the love languages book and figure that out.
0: Right. I, I, I want to, first of all, the kids want to color me mine, which I would love to go to color me mine right now. Okay. I don't you know how like...
1: fucking things that color me mine or paint a plate, uh, which is what the one at oh. the beach was called that just, I did. And I don't think I ever picked up a single one. Like was <laughs> there, that was like the type of childhood I had. We like got to go to color me mine and paint a plate, but like, <laughs> don't think you're ever going back to get that shit
0: you said your mom would always anytime you need her to pick you up or do something
1: she'd be like i work yeah, <laughs> yeah so that, like, i can imagine like what about that much like i gotta go to work which honestly now as an adult the idea of like taking my kids to do something and then having to fucking pick it up three days later come back later like oh no i would never do that but that was would- like that's kind of like an example of like i was like privileged enough that we like got to go do things like that but then like nobody followed through on anything <laughs> yeah but i just like the idea right
0: now of painting something like i love a paint yeah. by oh, i would love painting. to go to color me mine right now i, I mean we'd love to go anywhere right now but, yeah. oh my but, god yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah my kids because mm, one of the things we do all the time is we go to texas roadhouse which is basically <laughs> I wanna Morgan's Roadhouse.
1: House. i want right? to go to texas roadhouse and eat buttered rolls and so like It's one of the, we
0: used to do it about once a week because for some reason I can feed like five kids and myself for like $30. It's,
1: I I don't know why. I I go to Texas Roadhouse. I sit at the bar. I get like a $6 appetizer and eat three bags or three balls of uh, bread. And I want to puke and it's like $11 with my Diet Coke and a tip.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And so when I take, whenever I take a new foster kid there, they're always like, what's this place? what's this place called my my current foster kids had a little piece of paper and we're like could you write down the name of that restaurant we went to today the they, 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 you know they the rules it's called texas right and i was like yeah he's like i'm gonna show it to my mom <laughs> like and i would love to go there right now love to but anyway why am i I'm off topic
1: tomorrow night as a treat
0: they better put, like, six rolls in that bitch.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm going to be like, can you put 14 rolls in there and eight <laughs> things of butter? Like, we got to make this last, baby. They love the butter. Oh, my goodness.
0: So they go to Call Me Mine, which is an appropriate Father's Day gift. Okay, great.
1: Yeah. Father's Day, first of all. Okay, here's another thing about my family. Is that Mother's Day and Father's Day just, like, weren't things we did my did you even say Happy Father's Day, um, Father's Day? Yeah, I think we would say it, but like we never did gifts. Like it was like, and we did holidays and birthdays and stuff like that. But for whatever reason, I think it's because my parents hated each other so much, and the idea of like celebrating another holiday, oh, you know what I mean? That's right. Like they I, have to do it. They're they're pushing it until you get to a certain age. Yeah. So I think the idea like of each one of them like celebrating the other one like that. I think especially like birthdays are different because I think kids have more of a concept of birthdays. I don't know, but for whatever reason, we like just didn't do mothers and fathers days.
0: Mm. We do it. Um, we did it a lot, but my dad, like, like I said, he, he brainstormed mother's day all altogether and my dad's a great cook. And so he would cook and stuff. He get my mom a lot of flowers. And one of the things my dad did, all entirely growing up. So anytime he bought my mom um, flowers, he would like get one of the flowers out and like put it in my room for me. Yeah. And so like he Mother's Day, my my mom went to church. Uh, the older she got, the more religious she's been because mm-hmm. she certainly wasn't religious when I was like tw- when she she had me. When she was like twenty, yeah, and she was definitely not pop locking for the fucking Lord back then. She <laughs> was definitely my mom. My mom partied. and yeah. so and so like uh, she got older, it'd be like more of a church thing or. Things like that. And in my house, we just, we have a nice meal and I buy my husband something and the kids help me pick it out and he buys me something and the kids help me yeah, pick it out. Yeah, that's
1: it. Too. Like, it's not like a, especially- for, They had a cake. What's a, who gets a cake on Father's Day? Like when I worked at a brewery, I worked at a very popular local brewery. Father's Day was like our biggest day of the year because that's like what? the type of thing you do. You know, you just like go to a brewery and you have like a nice lunch and beer. Like it's not- it's not like the the gifts were fine
0: yeah it wasn't it so the kids gifts were fine i thought that was that's what you expect to get from a kid what you don't expect to get from your wife is a mirror she found at um what is that place where you go in there
1: like what is it Tuesday morning. Oh, like Tuesday. That- My mom loves Tuesday morning. So Tuesday morning smells so bad, and you go in there. My mom ignores the smell, and then she me <laughs> exactly where we're looking, and she goes, "I can always get stuff." She's like, "Tuesday mornings is my secret because there's only like <laughs> one left in our whole state." <laughs>
0: like,
1: Marshalls, you know, yeah, like there's home
0: a whole place. place. Yeah, home Goods.
1: I don't even from home, home, home Goods. Like, I think that was like on the side of the street. Like,
0: oh, so she because she did say it was a really cool mirror. Like she found, found it. it. <laughs> So she found a mirror on the side of the fucking road. Then she put, she hot glued, she and the kids hot glued these tacky ass plastic crystals onto it. She said it was a mosaic, but a mosaic is like when you Break put it glass. together, and make a, yeah, yeah, it's glass and you make a like an image from it. It's like very detailed work yes. to do a mosaic. Um, that's not. This was just hot glued wherever Dante put it, and then, then she used a blue sharpie. And wrote the lyrics to a song he
1: had never heard. The Foo Fighters, best of you. And he goes, Who are the Foo Fighters? Yeah. And so it's two things. It's ugly as fuck.
0: It doesn't match Danny's style, which is because it's not Ed Hardy. So it doesn't match his
1: style. No man wants a mirror.
0: No. And you can't even use it because you wrote all over
1: it. So what am I supposed to do with this? Like, really... Where is this supposed to go? I feel like if she had just gotten him, like, a cute card and, like, a gift certificate, he would have liked it better. I think... I don't know. This what is, Danny won. I think also, like, Danny's so insane. Like, how do you buy gifts for Danny?
0: Danny wants time with Gretchen alone. So, what I would have done is I would have been like... We're going to a hotel. Uh, your Father's Day gift is this, is that on Friday night, we're going to have a Father's Day dinner with the kids or... On Friday night, we're going to go to a hotel and yeah. we're going to come back Sunday morning and then we're going to have breakfast with the kids for Father's Day. And that's it. And I probably would have like thrown one at him, fucked him a couple of times.
1: That's, and he would have been yeah, you're exactly taking right a bath now. with him. But Gretchen, like the idea of doing that makes her want to kill herself is the problem. Exactly. Like I Gretchen, just mean- you can tell that Gretchen like physically recoils at the thought of fucking Danny another time. And the worst part is that she has to do it three to four times a week.
0: Yeah. And I don't think three or four times a week is too, is like too little for people their age with two kids.
1: Uh, that's a lot, I feel like, for a couple that's been married for 15 times or for 15 years that has two kids that has marital problems
0: yeah oh yeah marital problems like once a week would be enough but i just feel like two to three times for any long-term relationship like i said he was reading that book hot monogamy and i was like that's an oxymoron that you can't if you, either you want it hot or you want it monogamous which one do you want it <laughs> you can't have it at the same time no you and can't. He, he thinks he can but you cannot have sex with someone for 15 years straight and it'd be like the, the excitement of, of meeting someone in a club and taking them back to your car or to your apartment really quickly. That's not, those things don't exist. It's like wanting to eat pancakes and don't want and want to eat healthy at the same time. Well, you got to choose one. Which one do you want to have?
1: Yeah, look, and, things, I understand relationships ebb and flow and I've never been married, but I feel like three times a week in your 40s with kids in a 15 year long marriage is pretty good. Pretty good. I feel like most it's people pretty, are like, "That's pretty good." Yeah, but he,
0: he, I don't know. He just thinks of himself. First of all, he thinks of himself as like a really hot guy. I a couple episodes ago, I, or maybe the one I did with Carousel was the last one. He, she, he just gives her a bunch of compliments, and she's like, "Oh, thank you," and leaves. And he goes, "Danny, you look really hot. You've been working out." <laughs> he said this so sad to himself. I'm like, Danny, did you give her those compliments so she could go? hey, those steroids are working really well. Is that what
1: you... Yes, because that's why he does everything. That's why he does anything, so that it comes back to him and that Gretchen has to then... That's why it's so frustrating when he's like, I just want to do this for her and I want to do that for her. Because it's like, not because you love her, because you want her to feel like indebted to you so that you then have to do something. She has to do something back.
0: Oh, and so you could throw it in her fucking face. Well, let's talk about...
1: We forgot to talk about like the crux of the episode. This episode picks up on Danny saying he's going to move out and he yes. gives, he goes and looks at an apartment. He gives the landlord like the home phone number so that Gretchen will hear it. And then he, straight he's up, a cell phone. he just keeps straight up saying like, the only reason I'm doing this is because I want her to tell me not to do it.
0: <laughs> no, what he says is, I don't know why I keep doing this. I do know I want her to tell me not to, but I don't know why I'm doing it. I'm like, you just said why you're doing it. You're doing it to throw it in her face that you could leave right now. And you want her to say, please, 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 please. I didn't mean it. I'm, I'm going to be better. Please stay here. You're trying to get a fucking studio.
1: You have two fucking kids. i to run my credit score. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, when he said that, I was like, how bad is this credit score? <laughs> like,
0: And if he runs it, it's like... Like,
1: like, I don't know. I feel like if I was going to look at an apartment, like I get when he's like, I can't believe I'm going to go there. I'm going to fill out an application. They're going to run my credit score. I feel like I'd be like, I can't believe I'm going to go there. I'm going to pay an application fee. I'm going to like really look at an apartment. I don't know. I have a good credit score. So I feel like I'm never really thinking about my credit score. And so Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be like, they're going to run my credit score. (laughs) I don't know. I I also think...
0: That person calling being like he knows what it's in regards to. I'm like, okay, you're just playing with this. Yeah. Like you're just playing a game here. He and the guy's thinking, oh yeah, he's leaving his wife. He doesn't want her to know. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, dude, Danny, Agreed. Danny, he wanted to punish her.
1: Yeah. And the, and the th- therapist was like, she's like, Well, I heard from the landlord. And the therapist is like, whoa. I remember, he said, now we have a secret. And
0: We can't have a three-way session until you tell her about this because I can't not say it while you're in there.
1: Yeah, and he she was like, "Well, he had him call the landline, so now I know about it." (laughs) And she she goes, "I don't care." (laughs) She says, "Like, like, you do, yeah." Oh, that was crazy. She's like, "Well, you know, I just he's having a temper tantrum and." when a child, they say, I love how she's like the experts say when a child's having a temper tantrum, you just let it have to let them have it. And that's what I do with Danny. And like, I don't know. I I'm obviously not a therapist, but I wonder what it's like to be a therapist and hear your clients say that about their husband and what your response to that is Because as a friend. I'd be like, girl, repeat back what you just said. Yeah.
0: Why are you talking about, why are you parenting your partner? why are you doing that yeah and also this is mean but i don't think gretchen's a really great mom so like when she said they say i was like oh you read a book
1: <laughs> about no parenting. she heard somebody say oh well you know they just say you gotta let them he- yell it out <laughs> no i mean they do say that what they really mean is that you
0: cannot you're not supposed to you're not supposed to escalate it with them and you're And like kids Dante's age,
1: it means don't indulge it, but don't scream at them to make it worse. It means just like let it run its course, and then talk about it. Like, but But you're also not
0: like standing over them, being like, and now you need to
1: be quiet, and you need to be quiet. You just well, the point of it is because children can't reason. And they can't always
0: regulate their emotions. Yeah.
1: And so when a child is, when a four year old is losing their fucking mind and can't regulate their emotions and can't reason like an adult, it doesn't make sense to try and reason with them. So it's crazy to apply that to a 50 year old. I mean, it's true. It's, Oh, it's of course it's true. Gretchen's. That's another thing. Like Gretchen is a person that I find very frustrating because a lot of what she says is not wrong. But then she doesn't do anything about it. So I'm like, so what are we doing here, Gretch? Yeah. I I also think that th- th- there are things
0: she's not saying, which is, okay, uh, me and Kara kind of, like, thought we figured out how much he made. I, I, yeah. I think, like, I listened to most he, of that episode. I think he makes about, like, I think he probably makes a good two hundred thousand dollars a year from the
1: radio and then he does a lot of appearances yeah I would bet he was making like three hundred thousand dollars a year at this point which is probably like a hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year like where I live or where you live which yeah. is like a nice upper middle class life and what yeah. does Gretchen do Gretchen can't live right. without him
0: and so he's making this money um you've got you've also got these kids who completely resent you when Danny's not there because because you guys play it so that Danny's the hero mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you, you tell them too much, but not the right stuff. Like they know there's blood all over the floor. They know, but they blood. don't know that um, if you guys broke up, they think it would be your fault. Like, yeah. so I mean, where's Gretchen going? Like they break up in 2007, which is two years after this. It's right after the, um, the second season, but like Gretchen, Let's also be honest, if there are monetary reasons you're still here there, if he would not ask you for any more sex and then wouldn't publicly cheat on you, you guys would probably live a very quiet life together.
1: Yeah, I think that that's true. I think Gretchen's biggest issue is that, and the worst part about it for her is that I think Gretchen is somebody, because as the therapist says, she can like totally compartmentalize her feelings and just like go about her day. And I think the reality is is that Danny is someone that is so erratic and so out of control that he forces her to react and do something. And I think in Gretchen's ideal world, she would just have a shitty husband that she could ignore that just, like, paid for her bills. But Danny is, like... Pay attention, pay attention, pay attention. like in her face, like screaming and like. And then slits his wrist like right there in the front and of And the then gets on the radio and is like, I slit my wrist in front of my kids and I fucked another lady before I saw my wife like yeah. live on air. And so Gretchen's yeah. like, Fuck. and then has you call in? She, yeah. <laughs> Gretchen's like god damn it now I have to talk about this when Gretchen was built to be like a 1960s like housewife of a rich man do you know what I mean who just like he did his thing and as long as nobody ever found out about it it was fine and they could just pretend they were fine and perfect but they really ignored each other like that's how she is emotionally and Danny is the exact opposite of that which is why it's kind of incredible that it lasted as long as it did no he's a super passionate person oh my god imagine being around Danny like coked up I can't do it. I can't do it. I have
0: all the feelings in the world. I cannot deal with someone else and their feelings in the room with me. And no. his feelings are like everywhere. And just like, so last week when he was like going out and stuff and he's like talking to the bartender, and getting his Red Bull and he's like ferrying the drinks and he's opening the wine bottle. And I'm like, why though? These are
1: grown ass men and this chick, they can get their own
0: fucking drinks.
1: I love but that he go, went into the therapist and he's like, well I didn't sleep with someone else. And like, we're all <laughs> supposed to applaud him. I like, didn't have sex with you're in <laughs> this mess because of your behavior. Like that would be like if um, Gretchen came into the office after all of this stuff exploded and she had told the therapist, like, that's it. I'm done. I'm going to go out and I'm going to sleep with someone else because I deserve this and I need to know how it feels, blah, blah, blah. And then she came back in and was like, oh, well, I decided not to do it. I want to work things out. Then you could be like, "Oh, okay." Like you you know what I mean? Like you could kind of follow that train of thought. But Danny being like, "Well, I decided not to do it." It's like, "What? Like nobody you didn't get the pass." Yeah, I I when I was
0: looking at the previews for it, I was like, Oh, and next week, it seems like Danny's going to try to leave Gretchen.
1: Gretchen should be leaving Danny. (laughs) He's acting like he's the one that's been hurt. Uh, Well, that's the thing. And that's how Danny operates, is that Danny walks around and hurts everybody else, hurts everybody else, hurts everybody else. And he goes, "So are you going to apologize now? It's why he keeps harping on her about the letter at rehab. And he's like, well, you didn't send me a letter at rehab with, like, no conversation about, like, why he went to rehab, how he got to rehab. By the way, how many times has he been to rehab since they were married? Uh, plenty.
0: Plenty. Like, this,
1: like he's acting like Gretchen betrayed him while he was in rehab. And, like, that is, I, that is the most infuriating thing when someone, like, it's like someone, he's just punching her in the face over and over and over again. he's like, I can't believe my hand is scratched. How could you make me scratch my hand? Did, Are you going to apologize?
0: When he went to rehab and was there for like three days and was like, I need to pass this weekend because I need to see my kid. I told I, told my kid I was going to see him. And I was like, this is probably everybody's <laughs> first week of rehab. And he thinks he's so, fu- I have to leave. You don't understand. I need to leave right now. I'm like, everybody fucking needs to leave right now because they're in rehab and they don't want to be there. And they've been there for exactly three days everything's starting to wear off and you're starting yeah. to realize oh fuck i told these people i was gonna stay here a month fuck i have 27 days left everybody needs a pass he really thinks he, he is so special he is so fucking special his feelings are so special what he wants is so special what well, he's, he's, he's terminally is so
1: unique he terminally like unique. it's so crazy like danny is such a walking textbook like drug addict and it's so funny and he much like amber portwood of teen mom where like everything they say about why they can't be fixed is like what every other addict says about why they can't be fixed right and danny you're absolutely right as somebody that has been in rehab herself like yeah, that's when people AMA like 3 days in because they're like actually I don't want to do this. Like this is like they like they start to get a little clear-headed and they're like, "Oh, no, 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 no. I've made a mistake. Like I don't want to do this." Like that is exactly when people start to leave. Um and yeah, like he can't be fixed because of this and because of this and because of this. And he has all these excuses and it's because Danny's the most unique person in the entire world and nobody could ever possibly imagine how he feels. But in reality, he has the same bullshit issues as every other drug addict and alcoholic.
0: Well, and that's one of the things that I do all the time is I think to myself, if I have a problem, I think, okay, so many people probably have this problem. Somebody figured it out. I just got to go figure out, person that had this problem and don't have that problem anymore I never think oh it's only me this is only me. I'm the only you know what I'm the only one that's tired of going out right that really wants to leave right now and is tired of being in their house like imagine living in a world where that is what you think they're like it's just me it's just I mean, me All I, have, I have lived
1: in that world and I can tell you that one it's very exhausting because you just like when you, you don't have any if your all your problems
0: are like outside, they they don't originate with you. That means you can do nothing with your
1: problems. Yeah, like I mean, you have no choice. And it can it's like this constant big victim mentality. I will say it's funny because what you just described is like basically the uh like principle of the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. Self-centeredness is the like the center of all of our problems or the root of all of our problems is what it says. That's the reason why, um, like helping other alcoholics is literally the foundation of AA. And it's because like the idea is like nothing can cure your desire to drink more than working with another alcoholic. And like, Because, like, the ideas, like, alcoholics are so self-centered and self-seeking and selfish and, like, we are uh, tortured by our own minds and the selfishness and the self-centeredness of our own minds. And, like, that's why the 12 steps, the idea of it is that, like, you go through and fix yourself and then 10, 11, and 12 uh, are your, like, maintenance steps, it's called. And they literally all are about making amends, like, constant amends when you do wrong um spiritual growth like prayer meditation and then helping others like those are like the three things that you're supposed to be doing every moment of every day and it's because of people like Danny like Danny is just like a textbook example of what it is like to be an untreated alcoholic and drug addict you are just ruled you are completely ruled at all times by this idea that like you are like drowning and there's literally nobody or nothing that can fix you and that's why you're so awful yeah
0: and he was talking about how he has to always apologize actually my mom (laughs) my mom was on like she's doing zoom meetings right now Mm -hmm. and she said well you know i was just you know i did the meetings and everything because i need to go to my meetings and you know i miss my meetings Mm -hmm. and this one girl started talking and went to her and she was in the bathtub (laughs) <laughs> and I just don't know what she was doing. So On I just camera?
1: That's off. wild. Actually, yeah, the and other and- day, I will <laughs> tell you, I went to a Zoom meeting the other day and I was so glad it was a Zoom meeting because the speaker was so bad. Like, I, I don't know what I would have done if I was sitting in that meeting, but he was, I don't know if he was still a cop, but I guess he was a cop and he was talking about all the PFAs his ex-wife had against him and how his ex-wife was such a liar and going- And I to- bet you were like- part of the reason you didn't want to listen, it was boring.
0: And then the other thing is, is that you're thinking, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs>
1: no, literally. Like, like, the first when he first started talking, he was, like, talking about how he was a cop. I was already, like, okay. Um, but I was, like, you know what? Like, like what, but that happens all the times in meetings. Somebody starts talking. I'm, like, okay. And then I, like, ground myself and I remind myself it's called identify, not compare, which means that you don't compare yourself to the speaker. You try and identify with what they're saying, which is a very, very important statement for somebody as judgmental as me. And so I was, like, okay, Liz, identify, not compare. And he started going on. And I let him speak for like, I listened to him speak for like 10 minutes. I did not hear one ounce of accountability. I did not. And there was a way like I could retell his story for him in the way that it should be shared in AA. <laughs> like Everything right. he was saying, it was just, it was so crazy. And I was like, no, I'm not going to listen to this. And I clicked right out of that meeting. And I was like, oh, that feels great. Like, I love that. <laughs> I love not having to do that. But that's really funny. I can't believe someone would be on the camera in the bathtub that's- my mom just found
0: it to be tacky i agree she was- you
1: know what me and your mom agree that's tacky like that's really tacky we all have like we're all making sacrifices you know it's really bad AA meetings are starting to get hacked by trolls um because yeah. zoom has like very little security settings and i've had like a couple people that it's happened to and they just come on and like scream slurs and like put stuff up on the screen it's really people are really shitty
0: do they have, like, do they have a, a setting where every person that comes in has to be? Um,
1: but, yeah, so like, right. Can it a- it a- 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 you don't know who's coming in. You don't know who's coming in. And you can add a password, but you have to share the password. And um, you know what I mean? So people can get in. And there's a way to do it in their waiting room. But, like, you don't know. And I saw somebody who on Twitter was talking about their PhD dissertation got, like, totally hacked. And they, mm. like, set up, like they kept like doing security measures and the people kept getting past it. So there's just major security issues with zoom, but yeah, your mom and I agree that taking a bath during a meeting and telling other people, I mean, it's fine. Like if you want to be on the zoom meeting, now, just turn your mic off and your camera off and just lay in the bath. Like that's great. I right. like, love that. But Danny <laughs> totally. is just like a really, really a textbook example of somebody who in my opinion would greatly benefit from a spiritual solution in the 12 steps because it's just like, he's so fucking selfish. It's so, everything he does yeah. is rooted in selfishness. And I don't know how anybody can stand to be around him. Yeah, he talked about Isabella
0: doing child acting so he could prove that he could raise a child actor that didn't get it, like, do all the wrong things and stuff. I am just like, okay, so, she, but again, that's about you and not her. It's, everything's always about you. Hey, I want to, I do want to mention something
1: mm-hmm.
0: about the the cop thing, because I've been listening to you on Feathers in My Hair talking about Amber. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Amber, the problem that you're having is this, is that when people want to support someone who's do, who's done something bad, a lot of times they tell, they have to tell themselves they didn't, that person didn't do anything that they're innocent, that these things happen. You can support people who have done bad things by saying, like, I know for a fact, like, my father's in prison and I'm his only child and pretty much his only relative, so like, it's either me or nobody. And I support him, even though I feel like he's a guilty person. Actually, I know he's guilty. I can say, I don't like the things that you've done, but I don't think that you deserve nothing. I don't think that you deserve to be alone. But the problem you're having with Teen Mom, and the problem, like, I think of danny's mom with him and and other people who support danny like his daughter is that you refuse they're refusing to give accountability to the person they're refusing to say you still are accountable for your actions i can't believe you did that i I am totally against this. I'm not going to sit here and talk shit about this other person so that we can feel better about what you did. What I'm going to do is I'm going to hold you accountable and tell you I love you. And that's why I'm holding you accountable. Don't do, I love you. And so
1: I'm not going to let you
0: survive this shit.
1: I need you to get treatment. I love you. So I need you to take accountability for this. I love you. So I need you to get help.
0: Yeah. I love you. And I know you really will, Amber, and you do beat up people. So... I know he's a big man, but you do beat up people. And I also heard a recording where you were screaming at him. And maybe it's edited, but you still scream those things. So we need to talk about how we can get you to the point where you can control your emotions. Oh, I'm a tough bitch. I went to prison so I didn't have to go for my daughter or whatever. Well, you know what? Your daughter still has to listen to all this stuff. Prison didn't work. What should we do now? Yeah, like That's how they should talk to her. And instead they're saying
1: things like, we're going to be there for her. She's going through a hard time. People I would deserve say she's... support just people, you know, nobody knows what happened. That's what Charlie mean. Nobody knows what happens. Yeah. Like, people deserve support. Like, and there is a way to say, like, we're not totally sure of what happened where you could be like, we understand Amber has a history. We really want Amber to get better. We're going to hold Amber accountable. However, we want to make sure that when she yeah. decides to take the steps to get better, she's going to decide to like, she knows that we'll be there for her and that she should get better because she has a support system.
0: Yeah. If MTV pay me 10 grand to go to Amber's court, this is what I would say on camera. I feel like, <laughs> um, I really don't know what happened, but I have known Amber a really long time and I want to be there for her. And I want to help her figure out what her next step should be whether that's treatment for her or legal stuff, but she needs to figure out what she needs to do here. And I'm just going to go up there and I'm going to be a body in the room for her. So she knows she's not by herself. That's all I would say. And they'd be like, what do you think about Andrew? I'd be like, I think his hair is really cool. And that's it. I would never say. Anything I think because- what I would <laughs> say is
1: like, I'm really, I think I would say something like I'm really praying for Andrew during this difficult time. And I can't imagine what um, he's going through. I think it's well, I think I think- for the baby. I think, but even Andrew too, like, I think the total lack of empathy, because they will occasionally be like, oh, well, it's just so sad for the kids. But I think if they got up there and were like, we don't know what happened. I want to support Amber. I want to help her with treatment options. And by the way, like, I'm really praying for Andrew. I can't even imagine how hard of a time it is for him. Um, He doesn't deserve this either. And I've reached out to him to let him know that, like, I'm thinking of him and I hope that he's okay. Like that's it. Like you don't to say like I hope Andrew's okay isn't saying that Amber did something wrong. Right. I I also So they haven't broken wait, they broke the fourth wall in OG. Of course.
0: I don't know why they're not talking about the fact that they need to go to film.
1: Yeah. Because I think that they don't want to acknowledge that when -hmm. it comes to like the girl. I think that they still want us to believe that those girls are genuinely friends. Well, Wait, they are. friends. I don't friends. know why Cheyenne's not like to Corey. Like, <laughs> like to Corey, Like, well, you know, MTV wants me to fly out there, and I really want to be part of this group, so I'm gonna go.
0: I don't. But they
1: are friends. They're just not
0: real friends. They're co-workers. Yeah, just like yeah. Betty, who you know, who you meet at the at the water cooler. I'm like talking like it's the '50s, but you know what I'm saying. Like, you you are. She's a work friend and. If you knew a work friend, I've known work friends that were in trouble with something and they needed, like, light support. And I'd be like, okay, I could, like, come to that. And they, but the, the way they want us to believe is that they are best friends. Yes. And that, and that Kate and Amber talk on the phone for six hours a week, which is not true. I don't, I don't think that's true. Do you? Yeah.
1: No, no. No, it's not. And like, I don't know. I just, I think that there's a way to do it where you can be supportive and Amber and still show empathy for Andrew. And I think that it's the complete lack yeah. of empathy for Andrew that it's like, okay, so let's say that Andrew did somehow set Amber up, but like on what planet would it not be 50, 50, you know what I it's mean? It's just like
0: Joe exotic. Maybe there was a trap, but you were doing it. You still did it. Yeah, Maybe, exactly. maybe Andrew, provoked you but you still fucking did it you know what I call it with my friends I always say I'm always on your team I don't, I don't like all the calls and you will hear about it. If I don't like the call, if I don't like the play, the plays and everything you're doing, you will fucking hear about it from me. And that's, I'd say I'm on your team though, but this is stupid. So now that you've ruined, none of you, none of you beat up a man, almost killed your own baby and put yourself in this. What should we do now?
1: Here's one more part. So when it first came out, they're all like, I can't believe that Andrew would take the baby from her. And what they needed to say was like, that's really sad that Amber can't see James but like I understand why because she was the one that was arrested and like hopefully when they go to court it will be figured out and she'll be able to see her son and everyone will be safe like that's what but like but they frame it as Andrew taking James away it's like it's the constant victim or villainization of Andrew and the like the victimization of Amber that's driving you up a wall I'm not saying that like if you do something bad you shouldn't have support but it's like when you're presenting this on TV like at least be mindful of the actual victim (laughs) But also they're talking about Amber
0: as if Amber raises children
1: that, well, that's the other thing, but even we can even take that like, because they're not going to call that out on TV ever. And I like, I can accept that and acknowledge that like they're never going to call it out on TV, but what they need to say at least is like, but I can understand how that's happening. And this is just a difficult situation and hopefully it'll get figured out. But like, It's we know he's safe with Andrew. You know what I mean? Like that they're just like, how dare he take that baby? It's like, go fuck yourself. When Macy called him a
0: narcissist, I I felt like something was cut. uh, What
1: It didn't even, it it was like a non sequitur. It didn't mean anything. It didn't mean anything, especially when Macy has a restraining order against some guy she's not scared about at all. I know. Don't and also, tell me for one second that Macy believed that Ryan was going to come to her, their house and shoot Taylor. She didn't believe that at mm-hmm. all. She still doesn't believe it. I think it's justified that she got that PFA because you can't say that to people. But please don't tell me that Macy ever truly believed that. And don't tell me that Macy is actively scared of Ryan in any way considering she still like talks to him essentially. And let's probably go over, over there. Over there and doesn't give a she's fuck. About so who's Macy to sit in the car and call Andrew a narcissist when she's the one that has a restraining order for essentially no real reason?
0: Well, also, I was going to say, Amber, <laughs> if if Tyler and Kate would let, um, would let Amber watch a little Nova Lee for a week, then maybe they can talk about her mothering skills. And I was like, wait, weren't they going to let Butch watch her? Yeah, they would. That's the week? thing, they would. <laughs> we well, they're not good parents either. Okay, but so this is what I'm talking about. The same with Danny and his daughter, which is a problem I have is like her saying, I'm going to help you. It's not your fault you're in rehab. And I'm like, if she's old enough for you guys to be talking about these specific details with her, it's she's old enough for you to be very clear about whose fault it is. I know you want her to love her dad. She probably yeah. will anyway. You cannot have, because she really thinks it's Gretchen's fault. She thinks it's Gretchen's fault. and Which
1: is so sad it's, sad. Like it's sad and I don't understand what I mean I guess because Gretchen's a bad mom but like I don't understand why Gretchen Gretchen is allowing that to happen
0: I don't know like Danny says he loves her and he's he'll do anything for her what I would say is like Danny could you also have my back when it comes to Isabella and do not tell her things like I'm leaving you and it's my fault, and yeah. like, could you? If she comes in here and says something's my fault, I need you to speak up and be like, "No, it's not." You know, I'm here because of my actions, and yeah, I'm but trying. But Danny to be doesn't
1: better. want that. He wants Isabella to hate Gretchen.
0: Yeah, regardless of what, because he needs the adoration. But
1: yeah, because has Because Danny sucks up all the energy in the room, and if anybody in that room has any like love towards Gretchen at all, it means that it's love that it's not going towards him and his crazy mind. And he needs 100% of the love from 100% of the people. Which is oh a God. insane mentality to have. Especially when it comes to your children. It's exhausting. It has to be exhausting to be around him. Well, and it has to be exhausting to be him. Imagine how, like, terrible that feels all the time. Like, yeah. trying to get 100% out of love from people at all times. And I wonder if he has a real issue with... Uh, I wonder, like, how he acted when the babies were born. And Gretchen had to, like, feed the baby and not pay attention to him. And, like... I I can't imagine how jealous he was and how awful he was. But like, I I don't mean to like say it and like imagine how bad it feels for Danny, like poor Danny, but like imagine how exhausting it is. Like be that concerned with how everybody else feels about you at all times. And literally nobody can ever meet your emotional needs. So at all times you just feel abandoned and sad and lost and not satisfied with the love from the people around you. Like that's a bleak state.
0: Yeah. And, I imagine he's also, like, a nightmare in, like, office politics.
1: Oh, God.
0: Because, like, if you look at him a certain way, he's like, oh, he's got a problem with me. He's trying to take my job.
1: Of course, because this has to extend past his family. I really wish we could have gotten a reality show when, like, Dante was born. And, like, they Mm -hmm. had, like, a five-year-old and a newborn baby and how Danny acted. I...
0: I don't think he would have gotten one because I think at that time he was probably, he's talking about how drunk he was at his like at his baptismal. He says he knows it happened because Dante has godparents, but that's all he knows. <laughs> like, he doesn't know anything else. because oh was- So, like, I think the only reason he was able to even give us this show is because he was sober at the beginning of it and he thought he was gonna get yeah. a Christ Knows Best. I thought, that's what he thought he was getting. And... You know, I should do I should do some seasons of Christly Knows Best.
1: Chrisly knows I should, best. I call it Chrysley. Is that not what his name is? No, that's not what their last name is.
0: Oh, it's Chris. I should do a season of that. Um, but I, I that's what he thought he was getting. And yeah. so because he was sober and he thought he had a handle on it. Or excuse me, he wasn't sober. He wasn't what he was doing is he was abstaining from drinking, but he was doing steroids, and I would i would say that his relationship with prescription drugs was
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) like he's not he just wasn't blackout drinking i have a crazy comparison so my ex-boyfriend was like you know a heroin addict and when he was just doing heroin it like honestly didn't bother me that much but when he was doing (laughs) coke too i like could not fucking stand him because he was like out of his skull when he'd be doing coke too like he was unbearable and when he was just doing dope it was like whatever like this isn't great but like he's like manageable it was when he was being to that I was like get the fuck out of here I cannot stand you and I have a feeling that's what it's like for Gretchen like when he's not as long as he's not drinking because drinking is probably like what sends him like totally maniac in the Man. pills and stuff she can like ignore and mostly deal with she could be like, a doctor gave it to him. <laughs> yeah, and his behavior is probably erratic, but not out of control. It's like the fall down drunk that's like unmanageable. It's probably mostly manageable. When I say manageable, I mean like to them. It's manageable to them. Like from an outside right. perspective, it's probably not manageable at all. But like to them, they can deal with the pills. It's like the drinking that pushes her over the edge. Uh, I, I was,
0: I had to work with someone who was just like, really anxious all the time she would be like up and down on things i mean i don't think she's a drug addict she's she's she was a 60 year old woman but but i mean she might have been either way but i remember telling another co-worker i was like and i sound like such a douchebag but i was like i can't deal with her vibes no, <laughs> I, like, I I, just, I was please. like she's she's making me anxious like I totally just get it up and down like and i have to be around her she's making me really anxious and like I'm, I'm barely a person as it is. (laughs) Like I, what you see before you is like lots of fucking therapy and lots of like self care and stuff. Mm -hmm. So when I come in here and I do this, it's because, you know, I, I've worked really hard to get here and she comes in here and she's doing her up and down and all this craziness. And she's, she's reading into everybody else's feelings. And she's like constantly telling me how she hates this person. She's in a feud with this person. People never know she's in a feud with them, by the way, but I have to know about it. And then She thinks everybody's against her all the time. Like, I told this other, I was like, we have to get her fired because I can't, I can't do this. And she was like, "Um, we could probably just talk to her first, princess. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk to her first. But if that doesn't work, we gotta get, She's gotta go. (laughs) She's gotta get out of here. So I can imagine working with Danny. I can't imagine, like, Danny hiring me to do his landscaping. I can't imagine any of that.
1: No, it's like oh god, he's just truly the most exhausting person to ever exist. I like, which I can imagine for four hours, it's quite intoxicating, and I think yes. that's the limit. I think it's four hours.
0: Oh, I think it's like maybe I two. think you can go on a bender with him. I think you can go on a couple of days with him, and then no, because
1: I think by the end of the bender, you're already like. I think after four hours into the bender, he's just, like, so fucked up and annoying. You're like, can you get away from me? It, like, stops becoming intoxicating very quickly.
0: Do you think it takes a long time to get away from him, though? Because he's so cool. Years.
1: Years. (laughs) (laughs) 15 years. That's how long it took. (laughs) Don't ever give Danny Bonadji to your phone number. You'll have to change it. You'll have to change it immediately because he'll just be (laughs) calling you out of the blue and you'll like get a new phone and not have his number saved and you'll pick up and you'll be like hello and you'll be like princess it's Danny and you're like like, that was four years ago when we hung out for one night please stop calling me
0: let's go race motorcycles yeah you can tell he's high as fuck you live in a
1: a different state and you'll be like I'm in Texas princess and you're like what
0: I'll be like Texas is a really big state man and you like I'm bored, outside your I'm... door
1: like he's that person there. he is that person that just like swings by <laughs> who you does know, that your nightmare nobody but Danny Danny probably just swings by to see what's going on and it's why Gretchen like doesn't leave him I think part of it is I, I actually think a big part of it is that Gretchen like felt like what's the point in trying to leave him because he's like never gonna let me get away Oh, and they stuff, the kids, and all, I guess. Well, just, like, emotionally. I think she, like, knew that, like, it, he wasn't just going to be like, okay, we can get a divorce. That's fine. Well, do you think she ever said to him, we can have an open relationship?
0: You can do, as long as you don't embarrass me, you can do what you need to do. Um. And how he reacted.
1: I, I bet. I don't know, because do you think she'd enough. say that out loud?
0: You don't think she'd be that direct about it?
1: Yeah, I just can't see her being that direct. Can you?
0: I maybe it. I, she might say it when she's really really mad
1: yeah but like I a think, total exasperated moment
0: yeah but I think that he thinks he wants something like that but as soon as she said it he'd be so fucking hurt by it
1: oh he would be are you kidding me you would let you would let me fuck he would cry he'd be crying he'd be so upset I think you're exactly right um I think Danny wants to fuck whoever he wants whenever he wants but he wants uh Gretchen to be deeply hurt and upset and jealous by it and if she's not in the deeply, fight you get him back yeah and if she's not deeply hurt and upset and jealous by it it means that she doesn't love him with 100 percent of her being and then he should kill himself like he, you know what
0: he's like he's like a fucking tori spelling who can love you that fucking oh much God, <laughs> i just had know a that sudden
1: image of tori sitting on her bed <laughs> sobbing showing the kids the scrapbook about the story tale or they, oh, remember the fairy tale the, fairy yeah. tale, the story tale the fairy tale and being like hey bobby and daddy loved each other so much and the kids are like oh my mommy <laughs> like, <laughs> i just i, no, I you're exactly I right you're exactly right don't. tori needs dean to love her at all times no matter what and dean can't give that to her because he's an asshole and because he's too busy raising five kids and, and also there's not enough love in the world to fix that yeah well because it's the same thing she wants her mommy to love her yes, this is true. different than daddy issues so I think daddy issues show up more as like a sexual attraction and like I don't know I'm not sure but I think mommy issues are actually much deeper and like more pathetic and like more insatiable than daddy issues like mommy issues are like I said like they want to be rocked and fucked at the same time and that's not possible for one person to do
0: your mom is the first person you ever met in the world
1: Oh, and she was the
0: only person you knew that's for amazing. almost a fucking year
1: that's, a, that's think like about that. literally makes me want to cry because I just think that's no, so sweet
0: nobody like for yeah. almost a year yeah. there no other person existed and then like the, I guess the second person you mean is your father but then he like kind of he's he's even even the best fathers who are like super involved in everything yeah, are still, still kind of gentle yeah, yeah they're not mom yeah. and so it's they when they talk about childhood development, I watched this really great documentary a long time ago about childhood development, and they were like, they did like four birth to six months, six months to a year, and like they like did that, and it's so interesting about when children start to realize there are other people than their mother, mm-hmm. like that that those people are important as well. It's a long fucking time. Yeah. It's a long. It's like. You're well out of toddler years, even though you a toddler does like other people. They, their mom is still the the entire fucking world to them. And so, when you think about it that way, I'm, like I talk about this all the time, especially around Mother's Day with my mom, she is the only person in the world with who whose vagina I slid out of.
1: I have never. <laughs> that's very true. Well, like she that's just what I call adoption like the primal wound. Because it's absolutely because it's like the most primal trauma that you can have is a rejection from a mother. Like that just is.
0: It's the only trauma you have that people expect you to be grateful for. You people expect adopted people to be so fucking grateful. I know. know. As if the person that adopted them didn't take on a role like like that was their choice. Especially infants. That's their choice. Like. Like we didn't have a contract that said that, thank God you're going to be here and save
1: me. That's not. Yeah, yeah no, but People no,
0: Don't adopt a person saying that they wish they hadn't been adopted. People are so fucking rude to them. They are.
1: Oh, yeah, it's, it's all, No, it's, it's so awful and you're exactly right. But it, it definitely is like when you are searching for the type of love that only a mother can give, like a partner is never going to give that to you and they shouldn't no. be willing to give it to you. Nobody should no. be willing to try and love someone else that hard. Cause you're only going to hurt yourself.
0: And also think about Danny. Danny's first sexual experiences were on the Partridge family. He was very young. Mm-hmm. He was taking the cast offs of David Cassidy. Yes. He was, um, and you're right. He still is pretty famous overseas and stuff, but that's his first sexual experiences had a lot to do with fame, a lot to do with like the exchange of power, very little about like love. And He's all, I guess what I'm trying to say is he's all fucked up.
1: Yeah. Oh, he, and he's been fucked up forever. And even before he was a child star, he had a dad that didn't love him. And, you know, yeah, just like a million things that were wrong. And he's looking for this love in places that will not give it to him. And Gretchen, (sighs) like trying for so many years, it's like, girl, give it up. Give it up. And that's why, like, at the end when she's like, I want to live with you. Like when they're like yeah. sitting on the balcony, and she's like, "Honey, like it's so weird." They like go from one episode or one moment of him like being like, "And then I'm gonna get the credit score," and then the next moment they're like sitting on the balcony together, smoking cigarettes. Because all I fucking wanted was a cigarette. Watching this, they're shame smoking cigarettes, and she's like, "Honey, I want
0: to live with you." It's they like, never had a conversation. No, or it not was on they never had a conversation that said, Hey, it seems like you're moving out. Did <laughs> you ever talk about that? <laughs> you want talk about that? I have a friend who um she'll never listen to this, so I'll, I'll feel I feel free to tell this story. But she and her mom have always had a kind of a fucked up relationship, and when she and her husband first got together, she her mom lived with her, and then like the the recession happened, and they lost jobs and stuff and they lived in this beautiful new house and they end up losing the house because they can't pay the bills but they never tell their mom the mom that's like hey I know you're living with us but we're not really paying the mortgage and we're kind of figuring out what we're going to do and mom figured it out from the mail just got all her shit one day and left and moved somewhere else they never had a conversation about it I said the next time you saw your mom you didn't say hey I know she don't live with me anymore. What's up with that? And she didn't go, well, I heard this house isn't going to be here anymore. She's like, nope, not at all. We've never spoken about it. It's been 20 years since then. Not 20 years. 10. It's been 12 years. That
1: 12 is the years. Craziest thing of-
0: and they've never, ever said, remember that time you just left in the middle of the night? <laughs> they never. And so this, Gretchen is their people. Um, She's on the phone giggling with someone and just kind of looks over at Danny, kisses his arm and says, I love you. I want to live with you. And he's like, oh, okay. And we're good. And then they spend the rest of this episode giving us a fucking love story.
1: It's so, it's so weird. It's just so bizarre. And then he hates his, wedding, his father's day gift, So they're back in therapy. And he's like, she's bad at giving gifts. That wasn't my song. I don't know who they are. And then it's like, bye-bye. Hey, and it's like, "Jim." In the office, he's looking
0: directly <laughs> at the fucking camera. Like, you see this shit? <laughs> and,
1: and then, like, a, f- a thing comes up on the screen, that's like, Danny got fired because of the things that happened on the show. Yeah. And you're like, like for
0: what? that, they leave therapy. And I don't know if it happened the same day. They are in the back of a truck on a street dancing. He's wearing white pants. This motherfucker loves white pants. <laughs> and, and that's scene, And that's when we get the card that says six days after this. Um, our six days after filming, he was fired, uh, with something related to the events of this show. And I looked up what it was and basically, um, the radio station was like, he was uninsurable.
1: (laughs) That makes sense. Once they found out he slid his wrist on camera, they were like, well, (laughs) he's, he's uninsurable and, So,
0: and they were, I guess, I mean, I found myself in this deep fucking radio show thread on fucking some forum like Radio US or whatever. And basically they were reformatting the show. His his host, Jamie, then got fired like maybe six months later. Um, Danny threatened to sue Jamie for defamation because when Jamie was, when Danny was in rehab, Jamie was on the air and said something about offhand about Danny coming to work drunk. And I mean, hi. And Danny's like, I've never yeah fucking been right. you. And I was like, there is no way you can be again. He's not talking about prescription drugs. He doesn't consider those drugs. First oh, of right. All. So, and then secondly, the, the idea that you could be that back in the drugs and drinking and you didn't go everyone and you just decided but when I go to work for what is it eight hours like 12 hours it's a long time he's on the radio every day
1: yeah um I'm just not gonna be using because I have that kind of willpower yeah he's probably on the episode for five I mean I think usually like morning shows are from like five to ten like they're long shifts yeah and you're talking almost the whole time yeah um there's no
0: fucking way so that lawsuit didn't come to fruition, but um, he ends up working in other, I mean, he, he worked in other radio stations after that. And um, it says at the conclusion of filming, he was 56 days sober, which I mean,
1: 56 days is great. Like I said, it's great that he's not doing drugs and alcohol, but who really cares if he's not doing anything to better himself besides going to see some fucking marriage counselor?
0: Off, also, 56 days is literally nothing.
1: Nothing. It's nothing.
0: I think we've been in quarantine for fifty six days. I'm not sure. <laughs>
1: but Well here's the thing. Not... I used to always share this at meetings when I would go and talk at um rehabs. So I used to bring this meeting to this rehab um every week for like a long time. And I would always say this that because this is like a very big complaint um, of people in early recovery where they're like, so-and-so doesn't trust me and so-and-so doesn't trust me. And the thing is when you've been doing drugs and alcohol for a long time and you're addicted to them, like every day that you don't use feels so monumental, which is why in AA they count days and count chips and stuff and you get chips. And it's because it's like such a mo- – like it literally is a miracle that every day that a drug addict doesn't use is – it truly is a miracle. So when you're living that, it feels so monumental and you feel such a difference, like physically and mentally that you are like, why doesn't everybody else feel this and like understand it? And you lose perspective of the fact that you just spent 10 years destroying people's (laughs) lives. And then 56 days in, you're like, excuse me, why don't you trust me? And I would always, I would always share, like, you need to remember that, like, you need to compare your length of sobriety time to your length of using time and like put that in perspective constantly because it, it you do lose that perspective when you're getting early sobriety because you feel so different, you know, and like, you know, you're doing the right thing and you know, you're trying and it's it, like becomes hard to like have the perspective that like 56 days doesn't mean that much and it doesn't mean that much to people around you because it feels so much to you. Yeah and that's hard that is really hard and so I'm always reminding people in early sobriety like you need to keep reminding yourself of the length of time that you drank and used and like wreaked havoc in people's lives and then compare that to the clean time that you have yeah
0: 56 days is nothing when my mom um got out of rehab uh my mom went to rehab for uh I mom to rehab I want to say she went to rehab for 90 days how old were you when your mom went uh shit I was in I was like 23 okay so so. an adult got it I was an adult okay Okay. um my mom's used when I was younger she quit coke turkey um she really re my life when she was younger it's she really spent like two years my mom was a partier when I was a kid Mm -hmm. and I mean she definitely did coke on the weekends like she Mm -hmm. was just a partier and then she had like a lot of tragic things happen in her life and she started and she was doing it on Mondays and Tuesdays. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And yeah. Just, and then she moved from Coke to crack. And yeah. about two years, like, she she used really heavily. And my dad um, got deployed and he left her um, yeah. at the beginning of his deployment. And that, two, a year and a half of that was, like, really terrible. Like, we were mm-hmm. homeless during that time. Just me and her. And, like, my other siblings lived with other people. But I couldn't. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, me and my mom would, like, get into it all the time. My mom... Like I need to be where my mom was. Mm-hmm. And so like I had to, fo- I was like in the fifth grade and I followed her into these shelters and crack houses and like mm-hmm. I just need to be with her. So we had that. She quit cold turkey. My dad was like, was like, listen, um, I am willing to get back together with you, but I'm not going to do this. Because yeah. keep in mind at this point, my father, my, my stepdad's an alcoholic, but he has... He, is no, he hasn't been drinking for years.
1: And he's a cold then, turkey quitter, too, right?
0: He's a cold turkey quitter. I mean, yeah. basically, his uh, commanding officer was like, come to the ship. Then he was like, you're locked in. <laughs> you're just going <laughs> to detox definitely here. Yeah. We're going to throw some books in throw here with you. Really?
1: Probably not anymore, but they definitely use it no, to- anymore
0: so um he's like i'm willing to like try this marriage again but you have to but you have to be clean and so she was and she was clean for a long fuck so i'm like 10 mm-hmm. when that happened and she's 23 when she so i would say she was using for probably a year before she went back to rehab yeah, but when she ha- got it, it's
1: crazy that some people like i've heard that a lot where people get like cold turkey sober and stay sober for a long time and then like relapse and like cannot get sober on their own again and then have to like go to rehab and do the program well, and stuff she
0: was forced into rehab my mom was and so like she um at the time a lot of stuff was going on um, my dad wanted me to move back because my because he the like my mom was like she got into a car accident and there was like it's one of those things where she got into the car accident and she was like explaining to us what happened we were like hmm yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't even make. We we're like Judge Judy. We we're like doesn't make any fucking sense. So it's not true. And so my brother was getting married at the time. It was a lot of stuff going on. And then I found out my mom had like wrote a check on mm-hmm. one of my checking accounts, and like I realized it was her. And I go to her house, and I'm like, Hey, I noticed that you. I noticed that this happened, and I know it was you. And so you're using again, right? And mm-hmm. she's like, Yes. Um. And she's like, we're getting into it. And she's like, and I was like, so what are we gonna fucking do about it? And I was like, I am gonna fucking fight you right now. What are you I can't believe I was like, you fucking stole from me. Yeah. And and so we got into it. My mom was like, I am leaving for rehab today. Um, mm-hmm. Your dad's gonna drive me down right now. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm gonna hold off on this ass whooping. If you're to rehab, my brother had come over. He just had a baby and he was getting married. And he was like, hey, um, I noticed that you stole some tools of mine out of the garage. And I talked to Big David, which is what we call my dad. And I'm like, and he's like, just so you know, like, I'm not doing this. And my brother's very quiet. He reminds me, like, when you talk about your brother, Mm -hmm. my brother is incredibly a quiet guy. Like, his birthday was the other day. My mom said he was so happy. And I was like, how'd you know? He doesn't express emotion. He's just like, very
1: straightforward but he, so funny when my brother's birthday was like a month ago and I like texted him and I was like do something that you normally don't do and my mom said I talked to Michael and he said he was going for pizza <laughs> that's like my brother's like extravagant outing because that's like very much off of his regimented food schedule yeah my brother is like so the fact that he drove
0: his ass over like yeah when my brother moved out of my mom's house we didn't even know we just Walk past my my mom had been somewhere and she called and she said, Let me speak to Sean. And my little brother opened the door. She's he goes, Uh, nothing's in there. Nothing's in his room. And he's like, Oh, I just he just moved. He didn't and she finally called his girlfriend and his uh his wife now. And she was like, Um, he lives with me now. And she goes, put him on the phone. And my brother's like, What? I moved. So the fact that he drove over to have this conversation with her was an incredibly big deal. My other brothers were in the military or like one was playing professional football they were just gone mm-hmm. and he just said you know I'll take you or leave you at this point he said so I hear you going to rehab today that's excellent I'm really happy about that and he said so I'll see you when you get back and if you can't if you can't do it then I'm done with it and I'm not gonna let you see the kid I'm not we're I'm not hanging out here I'm not coming over here if Big David still decides to stay married to you I'll meet him at the I hop or whatever. I'm not going to see you anymore. And I was like, agreed. And so I didn't speak to my mom the entire time she was in rehab. Mm -hmm. She called, like my dad asked me to move back in. He had to sell his house. A bunch of things happened. And she called the house one day and I said, hello. She said, Hey. And I said, Oh, you must have the wrong number. And I hung up the phone. Like I didn't speak to her. (laughs) My mom was in rehab for 90 days. And then she went to a sober living house for 90 days Mm -hmm. where she worked at a Taco Bell Mm-hmm. Drop through which was which is like not what she's normal used to doing yeah. and yeah. so my mom was gone for six months and my dad stayed married to her he drove down to North Carolina to see her as much as he could um my sister-in-law went I never went I never spoke to her so my mom gets back we're all still living together I'm happy to see her she, she's sober she's been sober for six months um she's um, everybody has been very clear about what happens next. And she's like, very on, she's like, I got it. I'm here. I'm do- I'm doing it. So, but what happened is the weekend my mom got back from rehab and from Silver living, I had bought a car that didn't, it wasn't working in the dealership. And, um, I had to bring the car back. I had time to bring it back and they were going to give me a check and I need to check deposit it in my account, but I couldn't do it because I had to work. So nobody could do it. So well, the only person I could ask is my mom. Mm-hmm. And my mom was like, I can do it. I can do it. And I was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> so you want me to let you go pick up. It was like $2,500. A lot of money. Me, which is a lot of money. And I, I needed it to go get another car because I wasn't going to take this car. And my mom was like, I can do it. And I was like, Ugh. I can't believe I'm about to let you do this. And she's like, trust me. And I was like, I don't fucking trust you. That, that's the point. I don't fucking trust you. And I had to let her do it. So I met my, ins- I was an insurance agent at the time. And people are like coming in my office, like talking to me. And I'm just like refreshing my bank account over. Cause <laughs> the person has told me I've given the check to, I, you know, I told him my mom was coming, given the check. And I'm just refreshing. I was like, I can't do shit. I can't talk to you. I can't be a. I can't write any policies. I can't answer any fucking questions. I need to check and see if this money gets into my bank account because my mom just got out of rehab and she's got my fucking money. And it got there. It definitely got there. And but it took us a long time. At one point, my dad's computer was broken, and I tried. I took it to get fixed, mm-hmm. and he calls me. It's in the middle of the night. Cause I'm out and about. I still kind of live there, but I don't. And he's like, he calls me. He's like listen, I got to ask you a question. I was like, what? She's like, he's like, the computer is missing. Oh, You got this computer? Because your mom, my mom's in the background like, I don't have it. Oh. He's, like, he's like, only one person, other person would have the computer. Do you have the computer? And I'm like, I have it. It's getting oh. fixed. He's like, he just takes a deep breath and he goes, my mom's going to Vaughn." He's like, all right, Vaughn, she's I, got it.
1: I feel like we don't reflect on that enough. Our mom is having the same name. I know, but my
0: mom's—that's her middle name—and only family members call her Yvonne. That's funny. So, like, but those are times like I had to learn the trust. Like, I have a really great relationship with my mom, but like I'm almost forty, and this happened when I was twenty-three. Mm-hmm. Like, it took that's a long time. Many, 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 it took a lot of years, and I still don't necessarily trust her sobriety. But it's not mine to trust. I'm like,
1: mm-hmm. well,
0: you know mm-hmm. what the deal is. I took the line. Deal is?
1: Yeah, it's, it's not yours to trust. And I think that's true in general. It's like it's not about – I don't need anybody else to trust my sobriety. You know what I mean? Like I need people to trust that I'll show up. I need people yeah. to trust that I can be dependent on. I need people to trust that I can go pick up a $2,500 check and deposit it in a bank account. Um, I need people to trust my actions and yes. because my actions are a reflection of my sobriety. But my sobriety is kind of nobody else's business and nobody else's yeah. – Jo- it's not anybody else's job to monitor it and part yeah. of the reason that like I'm able to live with my parent my dad my stepdad and my mom is because they're both in the program so they know that you know what I mean and like my dad is in the program so he knows that and like I wouldn't be able- I think if my parents weren't sober and they're like are you going to meetings like what do you do like how many meetings have you been to yeah. what's the last meeting you went to like what are you doing do you have a spot like I think of my parents were like checking up on my sobriety like there's definitely like expectations like nobody set out and set rules but I know if I relapse like I wouldn't be welcome to live here on their grace and favor. Like I do understand that yeah. sobriety is a condition of it, but if I like my, it my sobriety is my sobriety in my business. And like what they need for me is the actions and the behavior. Yeah. Um, And that's, I think what a lot of people in early sobriety, including Danny don't understand is that it's not about the sobriety necessarily. Like obviously the sobriety is a part of it because it means you're not dying. Like you're not actively trying to kill yourself every day. And that's obviously very, very important, but what's important is the behavior and the actions and your word and trustworthiness. And like, that's the thing that people trust and rely on. And that's also, I think, a thing that a lot of enablers and codependents and like people in relationships, whether that's like familial or uh, romantic relationships don't understand is that like, and this is what Al-Anon really teaches is that it's like it, their sobriety is not yours to trust. And, like, if you try and... Or to manage or to, to like... Yeah, or control or, like, yeah. or monitor or, like, be checking. And I used to always say, like, I feel like my ex-boyfriend and I, because we were together for a really long time, like, six years. And if we got back together, like, in some world where he was sober, which doesn't exist. <laughs> doesn't like, exist. Um, I was going to say, he got out of prison, though, right? Uh, Yeah, and then I think he went... I know he went back because uh, a mutual friend's mom, like, texted me about it, and I she was like you heard from so and so lately and I was like uh no and I was like and I know because like he had sent me a weird like he first he called me in the middle of the day on a work day and I was like I was like I have a job like anybody (laughs) that knows me doesn't call me from nine to five you know what I mean like I'm at work or just call you out of the blue and just be like yeah very few people I have like two friends that maybe call me out of the blue but very few, like especially not though during the middle of the day. Like anybody that knows me knows to send a text, be like, "Hey, can you talk? Because I'm at my job where I am." Lit- well, except for right now. Usually, literally every Monday through Friday from eight thirty five thirty, catch me at my job. I'll always be there. <laughs> like it's been this way for five years. You know what I mean? So like yeah. for somebody to call me during the day is like very weird. And I didn't pick up, and I was like, "Are you like what's going on?" We had been talking. I would say regularly, but not often. Do you know what I mean? Like, ch- like checking in occasionally. And I was like, he'd been out of jail for a couple months. I think this was like November, December. And he got out of jail, I think in September. And he was like, I just got a new car. Mind you, he got in like a fucking Audi when he got out of prison because of his parents. And I was like, what? He's like, I just want to, I got a new car. I want to tell you about it. I'm like, why did you get a new car? And he's like, you know, the car accident. And I was And I was like, what? And I was like, no, you didn't like, he's like talking to me. I like joined his story halfway through. Right. And I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And so I was like, Oh, he's fucked up. Like if he was in a car accident, he's fucked up. Like he's a very good driver. Like if he got in a car accident, he's enough to total a car that he needs a new car. He was probably fucked up. The fact that he's like telling me about a car accident, but like halfway, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. he already told me when we haven't spoken in like a month, like doesn't make any sense. And I really hadn't heard from him since then. I don't think, I think maybe I, one day I looked up to see if he was in jail and he wasn't. I like texted him, was like, are you in jail? And he was like, no. And I was like, okay, cool. And like, we we just didn't text because he knows that I won't hang out with him. So I got yeah. a text from uh, his former or his best friend passed away. He was my friend too. And so he's like close with this kid's mom, which is nice because it was his it was her only child. It's actually a nice thing that he does. Um, there's some manipulation on his end, but what it's nice for her, you know what I mean? Um, she was like, yeah, have you heard from so-and-so lately? And I was like, no, I haven't. Uh, which I know he won't text me. I think if he's not doing well and which props to him for that, I guess. And I was like, no, I haven't. She's like, well, he like ran away from the house last night and nobody knew where it was, where he was. So his sister had to call the police. And I was like, why does she have to call the police because he's on parole and he has to be there and he has to be there and i think they knew he was like i i don't know i didn't honestly i didn't ask because it's like i don't know why she has to call the police like i don't you know what i mean like i don't know um but yeah i would guess that because he's on parole and maybe they were like genuinely worried i wonder if they maybe they hadn't gotten like a hold of him in a while like a couple Or maybe he ran away
0: he said something like yeah i'm gonna go use yeah i'm
1: gonna go use enough to kill myself or some shit um even if he didn't mean it he would say some shit like that and yeah. I was like, no. And she's like, well, he got arrested. And I was like, okay. Like, and honestly, yeah. I was like, just so grateful that like that had nothing to do with me, and like I yeah. didn't have to deal with it at all. And there was like no disappointment in my heart. Like, obviously, and like, you didn't little, have to drive anywhere to fill out a form to get him to I do didn't this. Have to or- hear anything about it? Although I had, so I'm pretty sure he's out because years ago in Pennsylvania, actually in all states, I think there's this thing called Vine Link, which is the victim's notification. And Uh you can sign up. Well, it's a way to search if somebody's in jail. It's a very easy way to search if someone's in jail for almost all states. That's a tip for you. And second of all, you can sign up for notifications on them if they get arrested (laughs) or they get like if they go into custody. Yeah, it's an actually incredible service because if you like, you get a phone call or you get a text, and the phone call keeps calling you until you put in a pin. So it's actually like if your abuser gets out of jail, it calls you and tells you. So it's yeah. like, and it's quick, it's updated, like quick. It's actually a very, very good service. It's good. for victims, but anybody can use it. Like there's no verification process. And so I signed up for it and I like never figure out how to turn it off. So I did get a notification that he was arrested. And then I did get another notification that he was released and I, fu- I had looked it up and he was, had a, like a $10,000 bond. So I'm guessing somebody posted it. Yeah. Um, And I like finally sat on the phone and like listened for the whole menu. So because usually I just like put in the pin so it just stops calling me because I don't care. But I like listened for the whole thing because I was like, I have to turn these off. Like yeah. time to turn these off. But long yeah. story short, like I guess he's not in prison, which is actually a good thing because like COVID stuff. Like I just saw that three guards at yeah. that at that facility tested positive. So like I'm glad like and I'm glad he's not in prison although Sometimes I feel like that's the only safe place for him to be, even though that's not even really sure. true because he could use in prison. Um I know what you mean, at least you know where he is. Yeah. So yeah. that's the story feel- on my ex boyfriend. But oh what how we got there is that managing I kind of always else. knew that even if we got together again and like he had like ten years sober, I don't think I would ever believe or trust that he was sober. And I don't think yeah. I would ever be able to um I would ever be able to like really like invest in a really like knew that he was sober and I feel like I could I would be like drug testing him and like trying to do all this shit and he would pass drug tests and I'd be like you're faking it you're fake like (laughs) I just would never I know like I would never believe it which is why we never I mean thank god we never hung out like I just knew honestly the reason we didn't hang out and I don't think I've shared this on my podcast
0: is, and did even, you start heroin with
1: him? Yeah. But like we were together for like four years before I did. And I, I was right. like a drug addict for a long time before that. Just like Adderall yeah. and Xanax and weed and like all of that shit. Um, and that would have went on. I'm actually grateful I did dope because that like took me out really quick and I would have went on using like the rest of my shit for a really long time. I know.
0: And yeah, didn't you say it took you a long time to realize that it wasn't really the heroin you were addicted to? It was it start. it didn't start with heroin. It no, took you a while to like
1: that? yeah. Like it was, it took me a, like I even tried to stop heroin and I did for like three months. And, but I was like still using all my other stuff and my life it was still a fucking mess. Like turns out I can't successfully smoke weed or use Xanax or take Adderall or drink. Um. Yeah. So in AA, there's this thing called the 10th step, which is you have to make, um it's basically called the walk around step and the idea of the 10th step is that like you have to when you do wrong you have to like make instant amends immediately so the idea is like if I am rude to somebody at work like I need to go as soon as I like realize it I need to go like apologize to them They call it the walk around step because you're basically using what we call the god consciousness um to like test all of your behavior And the 10th step is really important to me. And it's the thing that keeps me from stealing. And it's the thing that keeps you from lying. And it's the thing that keeps me from cheating. And it's like the thing that really keeps me in line. Um, And also then part of the 11th step is that like you're, I don't really do it. I do it more in my head. You're supposed to write like a nightly inventory of, there are certain questions. And I knew that if I saw my ex-boyfriend, I would then have to tell my sponsor <laughs> because as part um, of the 10th step, because I know I'm like not, it's not good to see him. and I'm not supposed to see him. So if I saw him and I kept it a secret, it wouldn't be doing my 10th step. And mm-hmm. this is like deep AA talk. I understand. But no, no, um, I understand. if I what like, wa- like it, interesting. Would, it would be like breaking my program. If I saw him, because I would, I would definitely like lie to it about people because right. I don't want, and I wouldn't want anybody to know that we're hanging out and so then I would have but to But isn't this playing. like we were talking about, about
0: playing the tape, about like- Yeah. What happens
1: next? What happens next that you have to lie to your
0: sponsor. Yeah, then it's, it's way gonna... more
1: than just like, playing the tape through is way more than just like, what happens if I take a drink? It's like, okay, well, if I see this person, then like, I'm gonna have to do this. I'm gonna have to do this. I'm gonna have to do this. To do this and then, okay, like I'm not actively working my 10 step. So how does that reflect in the rest of my life? And if I'm not yeah. actively working my 10th step, then I'm probably not actively working my 11th step, which is uh, prayer and meditation- and doing like a nightly inventory and if I'm not doing that I'm probably not doing my 12th step which is helping people and then I don't have a program and then I'll probably get drunk and high and it's not like the first time I see if I was like to see my ex-boyfriend I would like go out and get high it's just like I have decided to live my life based on these certain principles and truly believe that they keep me sober so like yeah. if I don't do them like what does that mean <laughs> right my mom says
0: she talks about it in terms of um will this take me Closer or further away from my sobriety, every yeah is
1: that and, and it really is like that simple. And I don't have to think about it all the time because the reality is is that I've set up a life in which like ninety nine percent of the stuff I do, it keeps me further away. You know what I mean? But
0: that's a whole different life. Yeah. And that's the same. like, when my mom came back from rehab, she, first of all, she no longer had her job. Uh, They paid for her rehab, but I mean, then they laid her off and she'd be gone forever. Yeah. And they're like, we paid,
1: we went, they're like, we
0: had a job for 30 days, girl. (laughs) Like, yeah. And she's like, okay. And, and so she didn't have the same job. And during that time, my father had sold his house, moved into a whole new place, mm -hmm. like no, in a different city. Like everything was very different. And she's got a whole different life. My mom's life revolves around uh, NA and she talks about it a lot, which is very different. My mom went cold Turkey and we went back to living with my father. And we, it was very much a like, you can't talk about stuff oh, that happened. Yeah. You, this is, that's that, and this is now. And now my mom's very, like, open about things. She's always with her sponsees. She's always Mm -hmm. at a conference. She's all, and I don't have to ask her. I I talked to you, I I remember talking to you about this, and I've talked about this on this podcast too. Two of my aunts died in the same month, and they were both drug-related. My mom had been taking care of them. It was really hard for my mom. And at the time, I was very concerned. I wasn't too concerned about those aunts. I was very concerned about my mom's sobriety Mm -hmm. um, because- if my mom's not sober, she can't be in my life, which means my kids don't have a grandmother all of a sudden, and that's well, and you don't it. have a mom like I don't have a mom. I will continue to like be in a relationship with my stepfather, and that, but I will not, yeah, do anything. And so I was very concerned, and I texted you, and I told you like I cannot control her sobriety. I'm not in charge of it. I'm not asking. I didn't even ask her about it. My mom volunteered. She'd be like, well, I have to go to two meetings a day right now because I'm really thinking about this and I'm thinking about that, and. I breathed a sigh of relief because I was like, if you using dominoes our entire relationship, it dominoes the entire family. Yeah. Like you, you Absolutely. start using it again, everything's gone. And like, I'm going to talk about this on it. Cause I want to talk about more about this on how much this affects and everything on the, on a bonus episode, but like her, my mom using, didn't just hurt her like I knew about it more before that day I knew about it because I felt it my mom my, when my uncle killed himself um, my mother called me but thought she was calling someone else and she was cool. she was talking to me like I was somebody else and I was like that's fucked up and then um my younger brother he's my mom's stepson had kind of like just like oh she's using and he had told me, and I was like, I can't really deal with this right now. And he yeah. told my stepdad, and my stepdad didn't believe him because he mm-hmm. didn't want to. And yeah, that well, felt denial the relationship is... forever, like,
1: yeah, because
0: he felt like he chose him. And I was like, I tell him all the time. Now, I'm like, listen, if I were to tell you something about your wife, the your first something terrible about your wife, your your first instinct is going to be like, no. That's going to change your whole worldview. If I tell you something about your wife, it's going to change your whole world. You don't want to believe me.
1: And how old was he, he was. when this happened?
0: He was like nineteen or twenty. Yeah,
1: that's right. And then now, but it's like in your when and when you're still a kid, which you are when you're nineteen or twenty, it's like you chose me. But when you get to be an adult, you realize like. Oh, these two motherfuckers had a whole thing going on that had nothing to do with me. Absolutely. And even though I wanted to be a part of it, and even though I was a part of it, not by my own choice, like I really did not understand their marriage. Like I think that's really when you become not an adult all. is when you realize that like your parents' marriage and lives are so separate from you, even though you are intrinsically involved, and yes, you can yes, like allow for their mistakes in their marriage were not even though it affected their parenting it affected you were not necessarily active parenting choices and they were not actively trying to hurt you they were just trying to deal with their marriage like that's some grown-up yeah. shit
0: yeah but he, he it's really hard for him so like my mom's so when things like that i'm, I'm just thinking about like in terms of gretchen danny isabella dante like oh,
1: we're so oh oh we're on a podcast about that we're <laughs> just talking about ourselves
0: danny's sobriety affects all of them yeah in ways they can't even describe but danny thinks his sobriety and his behavior only he th- he's he uses it as well gretchen's gonna leave me if i don't and he, that's all he thinks about he does so when he said when she goes yeah you know you got other problems you drink and do drugs and he's like i don't drink and do drugs he's like two weeks out he's like yeah i don't do it anymore so all those things are done but like like I said, my mom's been sober. She's gotten sober twice and we are almost 20 years down the line from the second, from the last time she got sober. Mm-hmm. Um, God, I might've been younger. Cause my mom, yeah, I might've been younger, but she's, she is, it's still like, it has an effect on all of us. Yeah. And, if she, and I'll, uh, even though it's none of my business in a lot of ways. If, and I can't control it, if she starts to use, she dominoes everything. She well, can, that's like, the
1: worst part about loving an addict because we can say all of this, like it's not your... It's not your business. It's not yours to control. But then the reason that you want to control it and make it your business so bad is because it so deeply affects your life and everything. It affects you. It affects you. And <laughs> Which so- is why codependency and enabling is such a toxic and deep rooted disease, and why they need yeah. their own program because that shit is hard to manage. It is super hard. I, and, you know, me, I change my phone
0: number every 10 minutes. So I can definitely block and like do that and stuff. But that's not, that doesn't change my feelings. Like I'm not going to be able to just be like, well, turns out mom's using, (laughs) I'm done with her. Yeah, Just put that in the box and go away. I might like keep my bottom line and be like, I'm not going to interact with you um, unless you're sober. But that doesn't mean it's going to, like it's going to, and it's going to ripple through my family. It's going to ripple through the whole fucking thing. And like, I don't, like, I think we've had this conversation, but I don't like to talk about it too much because I don't want to put that pressure on her. I don't want to be yeah. like, oh, just so you know, like you, you know, doing the right thing today. Yes, yeah, she knows. But also like, just in case you, just in case you fall, everything is going to go yeah. with it. It's really hard. And I think, I, I really think that Danny does not take those things as serious. I don't think he realized, because after this, he continues to use um, I think he's using a second season. I think he talks about um going to rehab after two thousand seven with Gretchen. Like
1: I think he continues and Well my thing is it's like, why wouldn't he? There are no consequences. no consequences. Yeah. None. Gretchen's
0: when Gretchen ends up leaving him, it is not I don't think it's because of his drugs and stuff. I think it's I think it he cheats on her again.
1: Yeah, and she just finally, 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 finally hits a breaking point.
0: In her book, she talked about that they were having a fight. Again, I only read a couple of pages. (laughs) But she talks about, she gets right into this shit. She talks about, they they were having a fight and he was getting his shit and leaving. And she knew that when he did that, he went off to use. And then when he'd come back, he'd be like, well, I'm high because of you. Because you got, we got into a fight and you made me. So she would be like, nope, he's not gonna blame me. So she ran out into the park, into the driveway and laid in on the driveway in front of his car. And he was like, You're a crazy bitch. I'm gonna run you over. He acts like he's gonna run her over a bunch of times, but then he's like, fuck it, I'm not gonna run her over. And then she says in the book, she goes, Well, at least I know he won't murder to get drugs. <laughs>
1: I like no. imagine, and then stayed married for how many years after that? Like that is
0: like year three.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she
0: god. said that she found out like eight weeks Dragon. into the marriage that he was a drug addict. This is why you don't so, get like,
1: married on the first night.
0: This is why you don't get married on the first night. This is why you go to. I, she needs therapy separate from Danny. Oh my and god! He needs Danny, He needs therapy separate from her. So that they can get you to do those things, to, to realize that, hey, you keep setting these boundaries and then you just erase it. As soon as he steps over it, you're like, oh, well, he didn't. Like, you keep doing that over and over again. I think, and we're about to get off this podcast. So we've been on here for like two, almost two and a half hours. But this is the last time I'm going to be talking about Danny Bonaduce, I think.
1: All right. I don't know.
0: So, like, I, what I want to get out is that, like, danny's drug addict i mean drug addiction and his sex addiction and his personality disorder he's like rachel says he probably has borderline personality disorder but it's really not um it's not diagnosed in men as much as it is in women yeah because patriarchy so he's probably got all these things yeah i mean i think and- that
1: makes sense at borderline i mean what's the famous book about borderline personality disorder which i think maybe. I don't know I think it's like gone out of style but one of the most famous books forever was like I I hate you don't leave me is the title of it which I think sums up Danny
0: yeah I mean I think he said that like when he was cutting his wrist I think he was saying that so like all these things still live on past this and they affect everyone and I I wouldn't be surprised if Dante and Isabella have a shitty relationship with Gretchen because of things they blame him blame her for I wouldn't be surprised if they have a complicated relationship with Danny because of all the things he's going and I and I bet you they can't even like put a finger on the shit I bet you if you ask them about their parents like their relationship with their parents they'll say things like my mom's controlling and my dad he's like a fuck up but at least he tells the truth like I I bet you like they need some fucking therapy but you know what
1: agreed Oh, the whole family needs therapy. Everybody needs therapy. Danny, I, like, I hope I never see Danny in real life because if I see I him, kill he might, like, suck the people. life out of me. And then we might be on I, a crack binge. I might do crack bro. for the first time ever if I ever see Danny.
0: That's what I was saying. That's when he was just the truth. People who go to rehab are rule breakers. To do crack, you have to be kind of a rule breaker. You can't yeah. be There's a, there's a funny
1: Alexis Nyers from Alexis, like Pretty Wild who is now Alexis Haynes who I'm quite indifferent towards mostly, but she does have some very good lines. And one of them is like, she was in rehab and the counselor said to her like, Alexis, normal people don't do heroin. And she was like, yeah, like, but it's true. Yeah. You, you have to get to a certain space with that, which yeah. is
0: why I'd always be like, why is Danny like being mad at Gretchen for leaving for two hours for a band practice? Gretchen doesn't have two drinks. And then the next thing you know, you you see her two months later and she's been on a binge and she's like, <laughs> couldn't find her that's that's you bruh you that's why you can't have a drink but she can she can have like a drink and come home that's that's fine and yeah so I mean this is pretty much the end and Liz I'm really happy I got you on because I was like when I text you I was saying I was thinking Liz is recording so many podcasts this is the last episode of Danny Bonaducci. I Got, because if we do a Venn diagram of things we love, and yours will be like YouTube and TikTok. I don't understand those things. And, and mine will be like Chipotle. Hey,
1: I love Chipotle. Yours I would love- be things that I don't love that you love. I don't watch Drag Race so much. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah. Drag Race could be in yours, and I'm sure there are a couple of things that you like that I don't. But in oh, our video s- games, video, video games, game. perfect. In oh, our middle. You- I texted someone because I, I dm someone because they were really offended
0: at my animal people thing I was talking about on my Tiger Queens episode. And I was like, listen, I've listened to Molly Malign Leos all the time. On, she she can't stand a Leo. Liz Bentley did many episodes where she was talking about Sean the drug addict being a video gamer is that those are the same fucking thing. (laughs) Is that that was a part of his addiction. Meanwhile, I'm listening to her while I'm playing a video game. I said, sometimes, like, our opinions don't, aren't, like, everything. Like, the fact that I think that if you're wearing animal print, it's already tacky, you just have to live with that. We can't agree on everything. But, like, Liz, you
1: talk about video games like... I actually, it's funny like I it's don't a moral like, failing. I don't like to video games that much and that's like I actually could date someone who did, played video I don't like this is a very weird thing I understand. You I don't like, like this- the sound of people <laughs> playing video games. I don't like listening to them talk to the people playing the video games. I don't like the way the shooting video games sound. I don't like the sound of video games. It's not so much the playing of video games that bothers me and I don't like being like having to look at it on the TV. I don't like, I don't like when people are like, want, expect me to sit next to them and watch them play video games. Yeah. And so like, I've heard you talk about it
0: many, many,
1: many times. By the way, I'm so mad because I had saved my Game Boy Color for so many years because I would play Tetris DM on it. And it's the best <laughs> version of Tetris that's ever existed. And I was the other day, I decided to pull out the Tetris or the Game Boy to play it. And I also had um like a Mario World for it. And I don't I, it's lost and I never would have gotten rid of it. So I don't know where it could possibly be. And I'm pissed. And this is something
0: you could definitely be doing right now. Yeah. This is something you definitely, I have a Nintendo Switch. I bought um, a I'm Switch, but I can't, I
1: can't, I can't allow myself to buy a Nintendo Switch. So oh, I will not Right. Use cause,
0: you, Cause you are unemployed. Yeah. And also, it's working. like
1: IRL, I would use it not that much. Like I know myself. You know what I mean? Like I just want it.
0: <laughs> oh, no. I love it. I'm, I've been playing Zelda on it. My kids have been playing Just Dance. Um, it's how they're getting it was only twenty dollars, just how they're getting all this exercise. Oh, like they're great. just in here dancing to Ariana Grande, like they're like, That's my shit. And it's seven springs. <laughs> my eight-year-old son, that's his song. Actually, he didn't even know that was his song. He oh. was just walking around the house going, I want it, I got it. <laughs> and I was it's and it I played. I know, and I played it for him. And I was like, do you know that song? He goes, I don't know, but it's my favorite song. And I played it for Aww. him. And the way his fucking face lit up when she was talking about buying her hair, he was like, yes, that's my song. He's Aww. a gay man. But it's fine. He Love loves that song. The- anyway, we're- okay, so in the Venn diagram, what will be in the middle? Danny Bonaduce, Chipotle. Um-
1: Honestly, most What's of that? our like reality TV show and Blue just like, programming on USA. Oh, we <laughs> we love Burn Notice, baby. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I was watch them. Watch Burn Notice. I heard someone mention Burn Notice the other day and I was like, oh, I want to rewatch Burn Notice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been
0: watching Monk. I've been although it's problematic because that's not what O C D looks like. But okay. <laughs> but yeah, but all like, this who stuff-
1: who doesn't love Tony Shaloub? <laughs> I
0: know. What's, that, what's the what's the thing that we love with the Marshall name Marshall? Oh, oh, yeah. In plain sight. In plain <laughs> sight. I saw someone on a TV show was very dramatic. And I was like, there were once someone on in plain sight who has been moved by the <laughs> by <Winsett." laughs> And my husband was like, what? I was like, don't, I don't want to explain to you, but yeah, that's
1: the thing. <laughs> yeah. So we just we both love breaking Bonaducci, and I'm so glad that I could come on and talk about it. Because we are probably some of the only people that actually watched it when it was on air.
0: Probably. And you can't really find
1: it now, thanks to the person that sent it to us. And yeah, that's I why we really... have it. Because we talked about it on an episode, and someone sent me a message and was like, Do you want me to email you and Princess a Google yes. Drive with Breaking Bound of Juchi? And I was like, absolutely. Of course. <laughs> of course. And
0: and if oh, mm, remember I was thinking about doing um what's that chick? Mage. What's her? <laughs> The one with, uh, she she used to be a stylist to like Nicole Richie and they were all Rachel really skinny.
1: Rachel oh, yeah, Zell. I have like, Rachel oh, Zoe. I have that for yes. you. Don't you worry about that.
0: I need to be thinking about that because that season where Taylor left or got fired or whatever and then Brad had to step up.
1: <laughs> that is good. When he realizes that Taylor was like totally right about everything.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: All right, remember Liz. Taylor just like never brushed her hair and would just like yes. walk around she- like-
0: never brushed her hard. hair. She always had gum in her mouth. She was just chewing and she'd just be, Rachel was trying around not to going, gain
1: weight desperately. Like, it was the only thing she allowed to eat at Rachel's O Inc.
0: Yeah. And and Rachel Jill just walking around going, mage, mage. And then, and then that is bananas. Yeah. <laughs> bananas. And then Taylor's repeating after her. Brad's like, what the fuck is going on? And she had that husband, Roger, with a Bieber. They're, I, they're still He's together like, and have two sons. I can't believe it. They're still. They've been together. They. they I think been together since show, she was like eighteen.
1: When that show came on, she'd been. They've been together twenty fucking years. Yeah, she posted they, the other day a wedding picture of them. It was from like nineteen ninety two. They've been together forever. A fucking long time. Then she had that baby. and She was like, "He's a Paris baby. He's a Parisian baby." <laughs> you know what? Her sons are beautiful. Oh, okay. I gotta look her up. You gotta look but, they both have beautiful eyes. She has them in long hair. Oh, although I was watching um once she was at like a, you know how she's friends I don't know if you know this, she's friends with like Aaron and Sarah Foster. Mm, so okay. who are, you know, that like they're very, they're like Instagram girls. And one Aaron was at like a holiday party that Rachel was at and one of the boys I think the older one Skylar was like doing Aaron's makeup and like critiquing her in a way that was like so (laughs) dark like I sent it to Troy and I was like you need to go watch Aaron Foster's Instagram right now and watch Skylar whatever their last name Roger's last name is Rachel's son like talking about how ugly Aaron is like (laughs) like he was like doing a critiquing bit and like I know he's like trying to be funny but I was like Yikes, yikes, yikes. Thank God, Rachel so had no daughters. <laughs> because you, he didn't just come up with that out of nowhere. Oh
0: God, I didn't no. talk that way. Oh my goodness. But yeah, I'm thinking about that. But Liz, 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 we got to go. It's two and a half hours. Can you tell people where to find you? I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't be able to find you. I don't know how they know yeah. me if they don't know you.
1: You can listen so- to Feathers in My Hair, my team Mom podcast. That comes out for free every Sunday. Or you can find me on Patreon under Liz Bentley, L-I-Z-B-E-N-T-L-E-Y. You can look me up and I release 100 podcasts a week. And you can also find me on Instagram at feathers underscore pod.
0: All right, Liz, thank you so much. I'm going to have you back. Of course. Of course. Every season, you know, you have an episode. So just like get
1: ready. And I am praying for your job to come back, but I'm also like, she'll be available if it doesn't so. oh, you know, all, all I need to do is make about like 5,000 more dollars on Instagram a month just to sustain not going back to work because I figure right. I have to make like $2,000 more on Patreon than I do at my job to make it a full time job right like because of taxes and all because that because of taxes and health insurance I think <sighs> I know so guys get me to about <laughs> 5,000 more dollars than I am now that's it. No All right. Well I'm I'm out here hoping
0: for you. Bye. Liz.
1: Thanks, Princess. Bye. Thanks. Bye. <laughs>